kicked so much ass that was amazing i'm so happy andy's flexing right now that's <laughs> hello everyone i'm changing up my introduction because andy decided to mimic me on a different podcast so hello everyone <laughs> andy casey how are you today charlie life is good but it can be better I am stealing it. I am doing great. What did what did I what did I mimic you, Charlie? What what I didn't I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> hey you guys. <laughs> I, I, I I might have instigated that on, on the backlot show, Andy. <laughs> you definitely That's when you, you, you went full echoes on that one. I, to just to give you guys a little heads up though, if you, <laughs> I showed that to my wife right after I heard that because like I hear it and I just like scoffed and I was like, you got to hear this. <clears throat> showed my wife. She listen, you guys and whatnot. I'm gonna host a podcast, you guys and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you guys. If it if it makes you feel better, you you popped my wife. And she loved when you impersonated me. So her words, not mine. You knocked me down a peg and I needed it. So. <laughs> but seriously, how are you guys? Whew, what a day, Charlie. Right. What a day. You want to let everybody uh, know what's going on while we're recording? Yeah. Do you, what, you want me to do it? I'll do yeah. it because yeah. I'll say it. We are recording on Wednesday, January the 6th, uh, and this was the day, we'll see, there, there's a whole lot going on in the world today. First off, uh, the elections, the uh, uh, election results are being finalized for the uh, Georgia Senate race, so we've got those results coming in. <clears throat> on top of that, today was also when the uh, uh, officiating body of the government uh, was certifying the electoral college uh, results in the 2020 presidential election. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, instead, uh, a bunch of crazy people <laughs> decided to crash the Capitol building uh, and, uh, yeah, turn uh, our nation's democracy into uh, an act of terrorism <laughs> and a, a treasonous riot. So that's cool. America. America. There's my, that's my flag. Pretend I'm, pretend I'm Corporal, Corporal Kirshner <laughs> and I'm waving my little flag. You know, I said it on the last episode. I'm going to say it again. Uh, if you're watching this, this is a very – we are an anti-racist – podcast uh this is 
And if you have any issue with that, turn the fucking screen off. We don't care. Yeah. You know, wait, yeah. this is something we do, uh, the three of us. And if the, if you take issue with what we what we say, you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. And I know we're kind of at, at you know, the explicit nature of that. But if the <laughs> today warrants it, Charlie. It yeah. really does. Like, this I'm is that kind of, kind of a day. Yeah. You know, and I think I said this when we were chatting, uh, you know, the last two months, the highest, <laughs> my high points most days are the, the group chat that we have yeah. between the three of us. Cause we have so much fun talking, but I think I said it today. I was like, this is so goddamn aimless. Mm-hmm. Like what is the end goal for these people that are storming the Capitol? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. If you had an end goal, if you had a purpose, but no, you're doing it just to do it. Right. That, that isn't, that I don't know. It's just unwarranted. And I don't know what else to say about that. Because mm-hmm. if you had an end goal about it, I might understand. Like if you if you want to march because you want to keep your guns, okay. I understand it. I disagree, but I understand it. This doesn't make sense. This doesn't make any sense. Well, I think I think there's I think for them there's a purpose. There's a goal, which is to uh, I think the <laughs> I feel like the original uh goal of this was to contest the election results uh but this descended into chaos uh very very quickly where it just felt like i don't know just just madness and you know it's 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 tough for me i think it's it's tough to joke about but at the same time almost because it is so absurd and so horrific that i almost feel like making the jokes kind of helps me not go even more insane about this. And, you know, looking at the news, somebody's dead uh, because of this. Somebody right. was, was, was killed in the midst of these riots. Uh, this, this, uh, you know, terrible thing. And it, it doesn't matter to me who, like what side of the argument it was, but somebody lost their life today because of this bullshit. So yeah. it, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, <sighs> Yeah, it, it's frustrating and disappointing, and this this is the place where we get to voice that and get to air that. And if if this is not uh, a show that caters to your point of view, and you don't want to listen to our point of view, yeah, you there are other podcasts. I'm sure Ben Shapiro has something, or QAnon, or uh, Breitbart has something that you can listen to, and you can just eat that shit up. But we're, we're, we're not for you. Please on Twitter. Yeah, this this whole day has been just super frustrating to watch everything unfold. Like it, this is what happens when you have followers following their their cult leader who is just spewing nonsense constantly. And I said it in our group chat. This feels like like our nation is now Trump's reality TV show. And that is a scary thought to think of that this guy is using people's li- real livelihoods because I mean, look at his reality TV shows. They were and any reality TV show, they're scripted and there's things everybody's safe no matter what. So like, but here, like this is real life, and he's just playing with it like it's a reality TV show on the Trump network that he probably will make after this, and his followers will follow him to the Trump streaming service. You know, yep. so yeah, I'll, I'll re- re- reiterate what you guys said. Fuck off if you uh, agree with any of this. Yeah, and there's other shows for you, and you you don't have yeah. to listen to this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
if you disagree, you disagree. I don't care. And and honestly, probably more uh, <laughs> more wrestling and movie shows. If if that's what you're into, there are probably more wrestling and movie shows that follow your political <laughs> point of view as well. So right, right. Enjoy. Right. You know, and I, I'm going to bring up your podcast, Andy, real quick because I really enjoyed uh, the episode on Boy State with Steve. Oh, uh, Steven. Is Steve yeah. or Steven? Steven, yeah. Yeah, Steven. Because um, I really just, I I love, well, we should, one, have him on sometime. That would be uh, awesome. <laughs> do a four-way call with him because I think that would be awesome. But, you know, Steven had even said, you know, this, like, he's now like, I yes, I, I'm a registered Democrat. I don't care. I, that's how I, where I go. This is the first time in my life where the Democrats have everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I, I'm sure that Steven's feeling the same way because he even said he's like, you work and work and work and work and work until you yeah. lose. And yeah. now we finally have something, and we're trying to get get things right. Right. And then you just throw a hissy fit. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not doing it peacefully. Like, yeah. yeah, we had protests after Hillary Clinton lost the election, but. They were marches. They yeah, there was a little garbage left over, and you complained yeah. about that. Fine, I I get where you're coming from there, but you stormed the goddamn Capitol. Come yeah. on, this isn't the yep. Hunger Games. Have fun storming the castle. That's kind of yeah. what goes through my head, and all of this is Billy Crystal. But yeah, yeah uh, this is this is a. I don't even know what to say. I, I just I just think that yeah, this is this is a, a ridiculous gesture uh, that is so frustrating. And what's what sucks is that there's a part of this that isn't at all shocking. Like these seeds of division have been sown over the last four years, and he's just been egging people on and egging people on. And finally, you know, now that there's a, a moment where everything is all falling into one place these these this these freak shows are are going to show up and do something about it right sure he, enough that's what happened he told them to stand back and stand by and this is the reason for it today yeah, yeah. and you know they've been waiting for this day and i don't i unfortunately i don't think it'll stop probably after this this right especially how it was you know how everybody reacted to it after is is how little you know there, no national guard was called very little uh police or security was involved in this they just broke windows and just walked right in the damn building like the police let them in yeah, yeah. like that's they moved the gate and let them in they just yeah. let them in and that is crazy to think about and and th- there has to be some major repercussions for everyone that was there today yeah there's no excuse for it yeah yep, yep. yep. All right, we're gonna be we're gonna move on to happier topics because obviously the reason that we do this show is to one get some shit off of our chest, but two, burritos and body slams are our comfort. So we are gonna start with some burritos and do our monthly. We try to do it. We'll we'll try to do this monthly. Eventually. Our, our episodically. <laughs> episodically, this is, is that a, a word. I don't know. Listen, we've got we. 
We have a calendar uh, that is more like a poster than a flippy thing, and we just throw a dart at it, and wherever it lands, that's when we're going to record. It's like an advent calendar. And so one of them look has forward three. to September 12th when we release our third episode. <laughs> All right. But for those of, those of you who weren't able to join us on the first episode, we are going to be talking a lot of burritos. We are going to be talking a lot of professional wrestling. This is going to be a very uplifting podcast. I'm really excited about some of the some of the topics that we have. Uh, you know, we'll we'll do a good mix of uh, with some movies as well. But. We always want to start off with our burrito review, and Casey, I think, uh, I'm not sure if you got to start last time, but I will, I'll like, kick it off to you, and tell us where you got your burrito, and give us your review. Yeah, my burrito was a couple days ago, because uh, I made some pretty good, I'll, I'll humble brag here, made some pretty good chili here last, uh, tonight when we're recording Ooh. this, so it was a uh, burritos and body slams and chili tonight. Yeah. Uh, but the last burrito I had <laughs> was from be real fun for Kayla. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Do you imagine chili burritos? That has to be a thing, right? Oh, of course, of course it is. Didn't uh, they have like the chili Frito burrito at yep. Bell or something? Yup. <laughs> and he's like excited about this one. <laughs> uh, that might need to be your next burrito. <laughs> Listen, Casey, all you need are those big tortillas and some cheese and just throw that chili in a burrito, cover it with cheese to give it some kind of like stickiness. Yeah. <sighs> Challenge accepted. I will yeah. chili burritos. And throw some Fritos in there too. Ooh, yeah. Chili chili cheese Fritos too, I think. Yep. What, what do you have to go with? That's yep. stepping up your game right there. Yeah, that, that's it. Um, the burrito I had was from my favorite Mexican restaurant in Sioux Falls, Puerto Vallarta, uh, which unfortunately only has an east side location, and I'm on the west side, so that sucks that the west side one closed about, oh, a, about a year yeah. ago. The one on Louise? Yeah, that's that been closed? closed for almost a year now, yeah. Well, you, A, you should have uh, called me when you went to Porto, because that's literally two blocks from my house. <laughs> We order and we order carry out from there all the time, and I just walk there. Look, like, you guys, I know someone that works at Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him by name, but I tip him. <laughs> I'm sure he's Jeff. Jeff at uh, Puerto Vallarta. He get me some chips and salsa too. He likes to give a headache, guys. <laughs> uh yeah man i, I don't know I busted my balls so thank you for that <laughs> all right anyway gonna make your wife pop <laughs> oh good job good uh, i can't even argue with it right now but i want to hear casey's on porto <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I had a uh, Fritos burrito, uh, not a Fritos, a fajita burrito, which was pretty good. I had never had that before. It was pretty good. Uh, yeah, Puerto Vallarta has some awesome Mexican food. It's, 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 it's one of our favorite places to go, but we're never on the east side of town, which sucks. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's damn delicious every time. It is. It yeah. is. Andy, talk about, yeah. talk about your burrito. Talk Tell me about your burrito. <laughs> That you got in Sioux <laughs> Falls. I'm gonna change the <laughs> Uh So, 
this week, uh, I did not have a burrito. But no. I listen, here's the thing. But I wrapped it. I, I changed the wrap of it to kind of make it a burrito. I'm so expecting I, that you went and got like a Big Mac and just threw it in tortilla. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, here's what I do. I, gra- I grabbed an Impossible Whopper. I ripped the stuff <laughs> off of it and then put it in a tortilla. No, uh, I actually got a, a marinated chicken quesadilla Ooh. from Gilberto's. Uh, and I, I really love their marinated chicken. Uh, I really love the marinated chicken quesadilla. But because it's so big and bulky, you have to kind of wrap it up. So it, it's like a, I mean, it's like a quesadilla burrito. Uh, and I, I really enjoy it. Uh, it's nice too with their, their salsa. I think their salsa is made in house too. Uh, and it's fantastic. So you just dip the, the, the quesadilla in the, uh, in the salsa and you've got yourself a delicious dish. Uh, I also got too much to eat that day. So I, my stomach was not happy with me. So half of my food, uh, ended up getting, getting tossed because I was just like, I can't. So yeah, <laughs> I love leftovers from, uh, from Mexican joints. Yeah. Like yeah. that. And like, I have a, I have a real strong affection for cold pizza which is a yeah. weird thing, but like, those are my two favorite leftovers. Yeah. Ever. Like if I yep. get too much at the Mexican joint, I am so happy. Heck so. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to bend the rules a little bit here. So because of all of Trump today, I got Taco John's. Sure. And I got the, uh, I got the, uh, the crunchy chicken and potato burrito. Yeah. And I added super hot to it. I oh. uh, yes, I, and I I love spice, so sure. I always ask for super hot there. Um, very good. That's kind of my go-to if I'm just like I need my comfort food. Like that's my go-to. Uh, after everything that happened today, I was like, I just I just want to feel good on the inside. <laughs> uh, so that's where I went. Um, it was delicious. It, it's always delicious. But I also I want to go to Casey's point because two days ago, I had a weird series of events in my life that, that warranted celebration, which was awesome. And my wife ordered uh, ordered us uh, Puerto Vallarta as well. And I got a chimichanga from Puerto Vallarta. Uh, that was a pork chimichanga. Yeah. And man, oh, man. I, I always used to get their like big smothered burritos. I might end up with chimichangas whenever I go to Pity, Puerto Vallarta over here on the east side of Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, that was that was almost to die for. I was so happy <laughs> with that. So yeah, that's usually my go-to. There, Chim- their chimichangas rule. Oh, that was yeah. first time they had their chimichangas, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, and it came with a with the salsa verde that they obviously made in house mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. and you could just taste like the the tomatillos that they used in that were so fresh and just like everything had a great sweetness to it. Like yeah. I could go on and on and on about that, but I was just I was so happy with my choices that day. Yeah, well done, Charlie. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> next episode will be chimichangas and body slams. Chimichangas and body <laughs> yeah. slams. I'll wear a Deadpool mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that, that way we can all get away with being sarcastic bastards chimichangas no. and choke slams oh, oh, oh there we go oh that's a that's a good one yeah, yeah. it's all gonna right, require a different graphic title. let's get it let's get andy grody on the line draw us up a new logo that's right 
giving right. a chimichanga choke slam. I feel like the way he drew that, the chimichanga would just look like a burrito. But <laughs> probably, I can't. I, I will. Andy Grody from Skinny Idiot Studios made our logo. I, I believe, yeah, it's right here, hey. <laughs> right here, right there. And uh, Andy is a wonderful artist. Skinny Idiot Studios. Here, let me wait. Let me, I'm trying to like. It's hard to figure it. out. I try to figure <laughs> it out every time. <laughs> but, that's uh, but tell us. Uh, so would you guys? I guess I think last time we gave it like a a, a rating. I don't know if we necessarily need to do that this time around. But would you get the burritos you got uh, to this this past time or the meal that you got this past time? Would you do that again? Yes, yes, I would. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we're in the Brady bunch now. <laughs> Wait, other way. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for our cousin Oliver to finally pop. We <laughs> decided Stephen from from Boyd State is going to be on some cousin Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> he won't even get that reference. He's younger than. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I will recommend my burritos. Uh, you know, a great combo of fajitas and fajitas and burritos combined. So. That was uh, some good stuff, but I, I I never usually get the same thing when I get Mexican food though. I always mix it up every time I go. So might be a while before I get back to the the fajita burrito. Yeah, I always get the same thing. So so yeah, I would I would definitely get the chicken quesadilla again. Uh, but they have really good burritos there too. So next time I'll make sure that I get a burrito from there uh, so that I can actually fit the name of the show because is there a wrestling move charlie that starts with a q yeah wrestling voice one is stumped yeah come on professional wrestling announcer (laughs) you'd think i'd know this check chris jericho's list it's probably has a q (laughs) move number 200 earthquake there you go move number 784 it's a really that long. Has title. to be an actual move. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, I, like I've always one of my dreams of calling a match is I want to do it in the style of like old timey radio, but make up all the moves. So like you just hear me just and in this corner, <laughs> the Quebecian earthquake throws a body slam on his opponent, goes for the cover. <laughs> And I, I just that's want to... a one, that's a two, that's a three count all around. Quebecian earthquake is the champion of the world. <laughs> Can we refer Chris to Chris Jericho as the Quebecian earthquake on this podcast? He's not even from Quebec, I don't think, but he's Canadian. And now the lead singer of Fozzie the Bear, the Quebecian earthquake. <laughs> He's already sold a million t-shirts with that on it. I know, right? <laughs> um, I would 100% suggest the two things that I had. They, I mean, like I said, Taco John's is my go-to. Um, I, I, Yes, I would suggest that. And that chimichanga from Porto was a moose-boosh on that one. That was a moose. Now, another big part of our show is that we want to talk a little bit about our our mental health a little bit before we get into our comforts here. So this is now our male mental health check. 
And so we're going to just kind of roundtable this and see how everybody's doing before we start talking some wrestling. But if you are struggling with mental health, make sure to go to uh, NAMI's website, N-A-M-I. You can put that into your Google search bar and it'll get you everything. If you are struggling with your mental health, make sure to reach out. Do not be ashamed. It's okay to not be okay. Um, especially male, male mental health is not talked about enough. So we wanted to make sure that that is a hot button issue. I hope that that will continue for us. Um, but <clears throat> I want to check in with both of you guys and see how both of you guys are doing. I know we talk a lot, but yeah, I, I think I started this last week. So Casey, can I kick it over to you to start this one off this time? You sure can. I'm just going to put that up just so we have, have that oh, great. down, 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 down there, down there. It's just yeah, so hard there. to figure out every time. I uh, that's that reverse angle. <laughs> uh, I do, since we brought up our group chat, I feel like our group chat is very, very helpful because I feel like we, all, all three of us bring up stuff that if we have something on our chest, it's just, we, we, we put it out there to each other and we talk about it. And I mean, a few weeks ago, we talked about uh, like careers and stuff. And that really helped me just having our discussion on, on that and seeing it from a different light or, or, or just hearing words of encouragement, like stuff like that just really, really helps me out especially if i if like i get something in my head it feels like just to express it will help mm-hmm. me get o- over it or, or or you know think of all the possible outcomes and yeah just having our group chat feels very very helpful and like i said the f- i think i said this the first time like wrestling is kind of my my decompressing sometimes right and I, I told you guys, like, I plan on getting the network again just because I feel like after 2020, I'm like, I should just get, re- I need wrestling back in my life. And the only wrestling I have is is, is uh, the TNA Impact Pluto channel. Uh, and you know what? That's not enough right now. I need some, I need some, <laughs> I need some uh, WWE or AEW in my life right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, just talking with you guys has really helped, helped a lot and just, uh, you know, talking with like-minded people and you know we we have a lot of fun in our group chat i mean we we, we <laughs> what was it yesterday we talked about our uh mcu like favorite movies and how oh, yeah. how yeah. the biggest mistake that the uh the mcu has ever made is not playing guns and roses civil war during civil war <laughs> <laughs> that was your opinion that, that is my opinion and, I, and I, st- I, st- I stick to it that is uh a hill i will die on so yeah uh yeah but besides that i've been i've been doing great and yeah i do want to hear from you guys what how, how you guys been i know i feel all three of us probably have the same opinion of of this first 10 minutes of the show was very needed after today just talking about it and, and letting it's our emotions come out That's the shitty thing is that like we're recording this and that this shit's still going on yeah still going on yeah i have my uh my notifications on just in case anything else <laughs> happens uh, mm-hmm. They are now. They have recon. Congress has reconvened to uh, count the electoral college mm-hmm. votes. So okay. we'll uh, we'll see what happens from here. By the end of the show, aliens will have invaded, and <laughs> Independence oh, Day will begin. If you don't think that Mitch McConnell is the Roach guy from Men in Black, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was one of you two said that. Was that not? I thought one of you two brought that up. Oh, I heard that somewhere. I could have sworn it was one of you guys. <laughs> to me, he looks like the pale man from Pan's Labyrinth with the and the. Oh, <laughs> he really does. <laughs> so bad. 
how he should speak in front of everyone. <laughs> it is how he speaks. <laughs> or like the turtle guy from uh, Master of Disguise, Dana Carvey doing the turtle guy. Oh. <laughs> turtle, turtle, turtle. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he looks like he looks like Dana Carvey went through a blood. <laughs> um, oh, I hope you're uh, listening. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Mitch. Uh, uh, I read I, I read a tweet today uh, that was 2021 burst in like, what'd you say about my younger brother? <laughs> like, oh, man. So that's what we're in for, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and go next. You know, I always kind of wrestle with a little bit of anxiety and stuff like that. So, you know, it's always a process and there's a lot going on. And I think that's, you know, the, the winter months are always, I think I, I feel like to an extent, the, the isolation of, of everything with COVID, you know, it still kind of weighs on me a little bit, but I think, I think, like you guys have said, it being able to have our chat and kind of talk through things and just talk about whatever comes up, it's super helpful. So, I mean, like having a support system is really, really important. And I think, you know, having you guys, having my girlfriend, having, having a counselor, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you're able to talk through whatever's on your mind, whatever's bothering you. And it's, it's something I don't think, I, I, I think we addressed this last time that there's certainly a stigma with male mental health, but we've got to be allowed to feel our feelings and express our feelings as well and not make that, have this this impression that that makes us weaker. I right. feel like it, it makes us stronger to be able to, to talk about these things. So whatever we can do, whatever our small part is in kind of uh, destigmatizing that, I'm, I'm on board for. So yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it's 20, 2020 feels like it's not quite over yet. Yeah. So you're still kind of carrying the weight of that. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm optimistic that, that, Things will change. Things will improve, and with that, so will whatever's going on in here. Yeah, I think, and I agree with you. I mean, we just we got to peel back the layers on the male yeah. mental health stigma. I mean, we're not going to do it in a day. That's right. I uh, I think you know, and much like you, Andy. I mean, I have some anxiety issues as well. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that it comes for me because it's. Uh, they call it, it GAD, so generalized anxiety, and a lot of that happens with with my job. I, uh, you know, and I've shared with you guys like just some of the things that you know. Sometimes I just have to text you what a customer said, just to make it make you laugh. Uh, but oh boy. yeah, exactly, exactly. Or uh, cry, or cry. <laughs> and there's been some days, and I've told you guys there. Like, there have just been some days where that part of my life just overwhelms me right now because of everything that's going on. Um, I just for my own anonymity, I'm not going to share where I work, uh, sure. but you know, I work in a, in, in a financial sector of the world. So right now we're in the middle of a global, global pandemic and a global financial crisis. So that's been stressful. Um, and I, you know, that's been really weighing on me and that it's been really tough. And even my, even my wife and I like, you know, she, she'll even say like, you just don't seem like yourself the last couple of weeks. And like, she means she's saying that coming from a loving place. It's just, right. what do you need to do to feel better? And it, so uh, gosh, when was it? I want to say it was like 
probably in the summertime, I had decided to start looking at the possibility of going back to school because I, sure. uh, I, for it, since we're sharing here, uh, in June of this year, I will be 10 years sober from alcohol. Uh, so this is a, a decade long of, uh, thing that I've kind of said I wanted to get back into school uh, in my sobriety because I, I drank myself out of college the first time, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Uh, but, uh, so that, that was a goal. So I actually, I talked to a few people and I just kind of, I randomly looked for a job within the field that I, I'm considering going into, found a job. I happened to know a guy that worked at the place I was hiring. I sent him a message, asked him if he still worked there, asked him if he knew anything about the job. Turned out he was the guy who was actually, uh, he was the interim director of the position that I was looking at. Uh, so he knew everything about the position. Uh, so this is what happened. I found the job at four o'clock on Sunday. I text my buddy, Matt, somewhere between four and six. He calls me and we talked for an hour about it. I apply the next morning. I get a phone call from the the person who is in charge of that position now at about noon, one o'clock. It was right before my lunch break. She set up an interview for Tuesday morning. It's Wednesday while we're recording this, by the way. Yeah. By <laughs> an hour later, she said that she's ready to hire me. And... <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Monday night, as everything's moving, okay, yeah. I'm just kind of like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> why is this going well? Like, 2020, 2020 left me with some shit, okay? <laughs> Good things don't happen, right? Good things right. don't happen. So, uh, pending background check pending drug screening, which I know is going to be fine. Uh, and, you know, maybe I'll be singing a different tune, but I will be starting a new job at the end of the month. So that was it, an eerie thing. This is 72 hours old of me yeah. applying. So, and that's really been awesome because it just feels like, aside from talking with you guys and, you know, all the things that I've set up for myself to beat, I, I have something new to look forward to. And that hasn't happened in, in a while. So I'm really excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that's really that's mm -hmm. the, the whole process felt like it moved so fast. So right. I think that's super cool that it all all kind of worked in your favor like that. Yeah, well, thank you. And you guys, I I had texted you guys like, oh, I had applied for this job, and like the next day, I'm like, I got that job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I appreciate you guys talking to me about that and letting me kind of do that. Um, but that has really helped my mental health because it does feel like. Uh, in the last 24 hours, at least, it just feels like there's a weight off my chest. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to dread going into into work for the first time for a, in a long time. I'm yeah. excited to get in, and this is something new. I've worked in either sales or the financial field for a really long time, and this is something new. I'm actually going to be working, and it's a nonprofit that I'm go that I'm going to. I'm working uh, admissions for a rehab facility, so this will be where I can actually help people. So I'm yeah. like, mm -hmm. this is, I'm still getting used to the idea that I'm not going to be working in sales. Cause I've never not worked in sales, so, right. mm -hmm. but uh, that has really helped. Uh, and uh, if there's one thing I've learned is just like, try to find something to look forward to. I, 
I've, I have texted you guys. I have bath night, uh, which I'm really <laughs> excited about every week. Uh, having stuff to look forward to has always really helped. Um, is there anything that you guys do to try and keep momentum going in a more positive direction, even if even when it's hard? Um. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Casey. I'm sorry. No, I was I was just going to re- reiterate what Charlie said. I always try to. Wh- what's the next thing I'm looking forward to doing? You know, whether that be like I have like I I, I just started in the last um, month and a half, going on two months now, going to the chiropractor because I have major neck and back issues, and 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 having a job where I sit for se- you know almost seven out of the eight hours of the day has not helped that in the last year at all. And it has progressively gotten worse. So I'm finally taking the steps to go, go uh, forward and, and fix that. So I've been going to the chiropractor three days a week and now it's, you know, after a month it's, it's now to two, but like, even that is something I kind of look forward to going every, you know, twice a week now is like, Oh, it's chiropractor night. I get to go to the chiropractor and get adjusted quick and then go home and have some supper and watch some TV. Like it's just a simple thing. Like, to get me even through the work day is like, oh, I have the chiropractor tonight, or okay. I'm I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to watch this movie tonight, or hey, we're going to Target tonight. Like right. just even <laughs> even that is exciting to me. Or or we're going to get you know groceries from Aldi. I'm like just little things like that excite me and and help me get through you know even just a, a single day. Yeah. Sometimes that that random aisle at Aldi, like when we go grocery shopping over there, that will make my entire day. Charlie, can I, so random. Can I show you what I found in that random aisle? Yes, please. It's sitting, it's sitting right next to me, just because. Uh, it is the blockbuster movie. Yeah! Found it for eight dollars at Aldi. That's amazing. This game We're is awesome. Here, right? We have to play this on. Yep. Yes. Yep. This game I, is. I, so I feel much. like tons of us got that game over the last couple of weeks for, for Christmas or just picked it up because mm-hmm. I got that. My, my secret Santa at work got that game for me. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christmas Eve was super slow at work. So we spent the last hour over our Skype chat playing that game, kind yeah. of like, uh, awesome. altering how we played it. But we played it. It was great. It was so That's much fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I, I love this game. We have to play it on here. Yeah, yeah, that's super yeah. cool. <laughs> that's amazing, Andy. Anything uh, that you do personally? Yeah, so uh, you know, a lot of it is movie related, of course. Like, you know, if I've if I've got an episode lined up of the podcast, like even after a, a tough day of work, and when I don't necessarily want to record, once I get going with it, like it just feels like. This is, you know, this is what I want to do. This is what I, what I, you know, this helps kind of, I guess, even me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's always nice. And uh, my, my girlfriend and I just started uh, an episode of a TV show last night. And show of all things. Yeah. So, so we, we watched, like, I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of television shows really like right. I'm, I'm movie based so i don't watch a lot of tv mm-hmm. but but she had said that her her mother told her the show was really good and that we should watch it so we put it on and like we were just hooked like completely glued to the screen so now you know i want to get through this series and just you know the next episode the next episode keep watching it and keep getting invested but i i kind of feel like thinking about that show 
that I want to do that. Like I want us to be able to, you know, maybe maybe we're not always going to be on the same page as far as what movies we want to watch go, but if we can find a TV series that we're both really into, like just work through those series. Yeah. Or the series? That's not a word. That's not, that's not a word. <laughs> but, uh, it is just here. So you, it is here. But just so you guys know, uh, the first episode of HBO's The Undoing, holy shit. I am super excited to watch this show. Uh, it stars Hugh Grant and uh, Nicole Kidman. And wow. 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 Oh, and uh, Noah Jupe, who is in like, he's at like 12 years old. He was in quiet place. Uh, he oh, was in okay. uh, uh, honey boy. Uh, he was in wonder. Like, I think he's a, a very talented young actor, uh, but it, it I, who knows what's going to happen next, but this show is awesome. The first episode at least is awesome. So uh, I am ready for us to wrap up this podcast so I can get to episode two. <laughs> That's awesome. The flight attendant on HBO is also amazing. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard I, that. I, it's super weird, but it's right up your alley, dude. It's like cool. super, super weird, but it's right up your alley. I think yeah. you'll you'd really dig it if you if you guys want another one. But that's once, once we get through the undoing, I will show I will show Sam the trailer for that, and then we can decide if that's where we go next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, my wife and I also watched Queen's Gambit together. Uh, I want to see that. Yeah. So it was to the point, I watched the whole series. It was amazing. Like the whole story was just amazing. Um, but so I rented the audio book. The audio book is very graphic. Huh? <laughs> and um, I, it's not, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> they, they left out some, some stuff in the show. It left out. It left out. <laughs> so I'm real happy. I'm, yep. We got through a chapter. There was a, it was real uncomfortable. Yeah. Charlie is like, you guys will understand this reference, but like there was some like Stephen King it stuff that they took out. Like the stuff that, that, that was taken like, out, of, out of the movie it. <laughs> there was supposed to be a clown in Queen's Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> and they took that out of it too. Do the chest pieces float? They do. I don't they remember do. that part of the show. Actually, they do in the show. <laughs> Sorry, that's really funny that you said that. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so we, I forgot to put this in there. But Andy, I I'm gonna put you on the spot just because I saw the board game. Do you have any fun memories from when you worked at Blockbuster this this time around? Oh, God, uh, I was thinking about this, so I I do. <laughs> I, so I was like. I was like, man, I it, it's tough because I really enjoyed my time at Blockbuster. Like, right. I really, really loved my time at Blockbuster. But a lot of the memories are starting to go, you know, you're just starting to lose them because my brain is just starting to, like, rem cling on to some things and let other things out. But I, I do remember have... forgets the thing that you rented right? at Blockbuster for 99. I get it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I will I will talk about this. So at the first Blockbuster that I ever worked at, this was my probably my junior year of high school or junior into senior year of high school. Uh, we, I don't know if corporate told us to or if we just, because they weren't renting, uh, we decided to get rid of our special interest section. And so, you know, special interest at Blockbuster was mostly wrestling videos, some documentaries here and there. Uh, but what we were doing was we would throw some away unless 
the staff wanted them. So if the staff wanted them, we would totally take them. And so I took this documentary uh, called Crumb Home, and it's about this this uh, cartoonist. Uh, he's a, a comic book artist. I, I can't remember what his first name is, but the, his last name is Crumb. Uh, and it's a story about his life and everywhere he, he everything he did, his works of art and all that stuff. And you know, I had I hadn't seen it. I just I took it home and I was like, oh, this is supposed to be really good. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Well, two years later, I finally watched it. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I'm a freshman in college. Uh, well, maybe it must have been one year then. So I'm freshman in college, and I'm, I'm in my my dorm apartment, and I watch this movie. And once it's over, I am like the fuck was this like just <laughs> mad so mad about this movie i was like why did i take this why did i take this and then i'm like well it was free so i had one of my friends was there and he was like i don't know I, he must have played baseball or something but he had a baseball bat and i was like give me this so i took the baseball <laughs> bat then i took the i took the movie outside and i was like just throw this to me to, to, to the to my friend i was like just throw me throw me the movie. He's like, what are we doing? I'm like, I hate this fucking movie. I'm going to break it. So he threw it and I, you know, choked up on the bat and swung. And so this movie cracked open and the tape like streamed. Like you watch it kind of fly like a roll of toilet paper like up into the like apartment, like the, 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 the well, it went into a balcony. I was going to say, I was going to try and be really impressive and go, it went all the way to the roof of the, no, it went to like <laughs> the second floor balcony. And But you just watch this tape stream. And so now there's this tape kind of hanging all over the courtyard of this, this uh, apartment complex. And they're like, well, why did you do that? I'm like, I didn't like the movie. Like, I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to like uh let's see so that was probably 2000 so fast forward to like 13 years later uh i do a podcast with blake Ginnethan called the criterion break because i'm a huge fan of the criterion collection mm-hmm. guess what movie is in the criterion yeah. collection no we haven't we've never talked about it and if i can have my way we never will because i don't want to watch this movie ever again uh but i will say this the director of that movie went on to direct the very very good ghost world with thora birch and steve buscemi uh but crumb fuck that movie (laughs) fuck that movie and fuck that author because man not my not my thing. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember <laughs> really, really not liking it. Well, I remember in our group chat, it was just recently, like, I was, I, so I, I told you guys this. I finally, I, I watched New Mutants. Okay. I knew it was going to be a shit show. I knew it was. That's why I waited for it to hit Redbox. I didn't want sure. to. And there are just some movies that just annoy you. <laughs> like, like that movie, like I got done and I even said, like Casey was nice enough to like try and defend it. I'm like, that was X-Men Origins bad. And <laughs> it was not good. But, yeah. and, uh, but I also like, I did, I when I saw Batman versus Superman in the theater. So you guys, I think you know That's me well enough. Yeah. So I think you guys know me well enough to know that I'm a huge Batman fan. I'm so, so excited for this movie, even though Man of Steel was not great. Um, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so excited for Ben Affleck. 
go there and I like I bought the advanced tickets at the XD theater and like I get there and I and my wife decides to come and she's all game and she's wearing a Superman shirt and I'm wearing a Batman shirt. I'm buying the collector cup and I'm buying the collector tin. Get in. We get done with that movie. And so I we get done with that movie and the theater's packed. We walk out and my wife, we get into the car. She goes, what'd you think? Thinking that I would like be excited. And I went, that movie sucked. And I threw my (laughs) So apparently from her perspective, she's watching this movie. Now she's not a huge movie person and she's not, she's definitely not a superhero movie fan. Uh, So she's doing this because she loves me. (laughs) You know, so apparently throughout the whole movie, she's sitting over by herself just going, if he likes it, be supportive. If he likes it, be supportive. <laughs> if he likes it, be supportive. And then when I said that movie sucks, she goes, Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that reminds- oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Charlie. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we start talking about wrestling, Casey, what movie annoys you the most since we're talking about that? Oh my god, I don't know. Uh Batman vs Superman is a is a good one because I was just like you. Try I wore my Batman shirt. I'm like, yeah, Batman versus Superman. I remember when that first trailer came out. My my one of my buddies from high school was uh, at at basic training for the military, and so yeah. I like we he had like a day off one day, and that's all we talked about was the trailer for Batman versus Superman. I'm like this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. He tells Superman, "Are you gonna bleed? Like does or whatever? Will you bleed or?" Right. whatever I'm like all right this is awesome batman's gonna kick the shit out of him and then you watch the movie it's like oh my god that was horrible <laughs> oh god what's with the jolly ranchers i don't understand what's going on oh uh so that's that is one of them um yeah i uh, the other ones i would say are, are two that you both like well, the other, yeah, three I would say are ones that you guys like uh, in the superhero uh, or or nerd genre, and I think we have talked about them a couple times. Being <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty-four, and I don't like that one. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, the Last Jedi. Um, yeah, so, that one I knew was coming too. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but I didn't have any visceral reactions like that. I usually don't get like too angry. I mean. There's a couple times in the theaters where I, I, same thing on the other end, if I get really happy, I'm never like cheering too much, but there's only been like two instances where I have one was during the first, uh, well, not first, but Godzilla 2014 is when Godzilla opens up the other monster's mouth and, you know, breathes his atomic breath into it. I literally just yelled, yeah, in the theater. And then at the uh, the after credit scene in uh, your guys' favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Thor of the Dark World, when Loki is on the throne, me and my buddy in the last row of the theater stood up and just started clapping while oh, everybody else I'll is watching. That. Like, that was a cool moment, but that yeah. movie sucked. <laughs> it's, it's not good. Uh, it was funny. You were, you were we, So I'm going to address... Both of you here. So, Charlie, okay. you talked about Batman versus Superman and just how mad you were. That's how I was with Man of Steel. I bought the cool 3D glasses, mm-hmm. like the, the ones that had the Superman logo on yeah. them. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to see this movie. And I saw that movie. I walked out of the theater. I got to my car. And I was like, <laughs> <I broke laughs> 3D glasses. I was like, no. 
because <laughs> I was so upset with Man of Steel. I, you know, it's not good. I, I've kind of warmed up to it a little bit over the years, but it's it's funny because with all of those Snyder DC movies, like I'll watch them and yeah, I'll yeah. watch them and I'll be like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then I'll watch it again. And I'll be like, no, this is bad. Yeah. And then I'll watch it again. And I'll be like, oh, it's not that bad. It's the weirdest thing because it's mm-hmm. like, it must be whatever mood I'm in. Like if I'm in a very forgiving mood, they're okay. But if I'm normal, they suck. So <laughs> normal. I think it, it doesn't help that the two of us are friends with a, with a gentleman named Ryan Stoik. Uh, who is very pro Zack Snyder, and he will put, he'll put together a very convincing argument. It's, it's true. It's for, true. He will he he will uh, 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 propaganda his way through an argument to make yeah, you yeah. respect those movies. Yeah, yeah. He'll talk about Suicide Squad, and you'll be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I then guess you'll watch- not that bad. Ryan, fuck you. And you then you watch it. And then you watch it again, and you're like, "No, yeah. this sucks. <laughs> Chicken was terrible." Uh, and then you were, oh, nope, that's the wrong way. There we go, Casey. So you you talked about that you cheered when uh, in Godzilla when he did the the atomic mm-hmm. breath, open up the mouth. That's how I was with Peter Jackson's King Kong when King Kong rips the dinosaurs yeah. like jaw, and I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> like, I was like, I was there with my parents and my younger brother, and like the the place was filled, and I went, "What?" <laughs> That's why with all the HBO stuff, and they announced all their mo- all the Warner Brothers movies are going to HBO Max. I'm like, okay, I'll probably watch most of these at home. Sure, but I'm not missing Godzilla versus Kong in a movie theater just so I can scream like it's a wrestling match with, right. between Godzilla and King Kong. Right. <laughs> back off! Back off! Also, I kind of like Man of Steel. Do you? Yeah. I have a really hot take movie. on that movie, I guess, between people who like Superman because it's my favorite Superman movie. Okay. And I know. I'm sorry. Uh, granted, it, I had watched the Christopher Reeves movies like right before that. I had never watched them as a kid. I only watched them in you know that time when the superhero craze was really kicking off. So. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of hate on the internet for saying Man of Steel is my favorite Superman movie. I'll own it. I'll own it. Andy just right walks right. away. I'm just stretching, but oh, okay. I thought Andy was just gonna be like, "Fuck this." He's like, "Now is my chance to make a dramatic God walk away from the camera." Fighter. I can't, I can't get away from him. What's your guys' guys favorite uh, favorite Zack Snyder movie? You know the one where he gets real high on himself. So uh, all of them after after it got made. You know how the one that he complained that the studio got in his way. You're really, you're really narrowing it down, Charlie. <laughs> it, does that one have a lot of slow motion in it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. I know what you're when you're talking about. Yeah, it probably has some weird color dis, dis, distortion <laughs> through the yeah, like he's using the comic a book weird, movie. Yeah, he's using a weird lens. He doesn't have an actual like his storyboard is just a comic book, oh, and he there, hasn't come up with anything original. Like there might be a Leonard Cohen cover in there somewhere. <laughs> you think oh, how he walks into a pitch meeting and just slams a comic book down? Let's uh, make this. I guess like when that Snyder when that trailer came out for the Snyder cut and that Leonard Cohen 
cover came on. I was like, you've got to be kidding me with this. Like, (laughs) we've gone too far. And I love the Watchmen comic book. I I love that comic book. And I I will go on record that I own, like, the, like, ultimate cut of that because I wanted the thing that was closest to the comic book. And it still sucks. Like, I don't (laughs) understand how you can be that close to the source material. And it still sucks. But... Anyway, it, sh- it shouldn't have been made into a film. I, I feel like I'm, I agree. Glad, I'm glad this Maybe was said. Rocks. I don't know. I, I I thought there was this this mystique to Watchmen where everybody's like it was an underrated gem. It was way ahead of its time. I'm like, but it's it's a terrible movie, right? Am I, am I mistaken in that it is not a good movie? The book it's was uh, far ahead of its time. Yeah, but the movie was. I think I think I like it more than both of you guys do, but I'm never going to go on the record to say that it's a good movie. Uh, it has moments that I really like. Uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, Rorschach in in the film. Yeah. I think uh, I think the, that's really well. Yeah, I think the Jackie or Jackie Earl Haley. I think he's yeah. really really great in the movie. Freddy uh, Krueger. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I own let's, that. Let's never call um, him. I haven't watched Freddy. that, but somebody gave me that, and I still want to watch it someday just to see how bad it is. His, his Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, he's he's good. The movie's horrible. I feel I feel like yeah. it would be less embarrassing to refer to him as the kid from Bad News Bears, like the seventies. <laughs> That's right. What is his name in that? Oh shoot! Oh. Hold on. We have we have computers. Yeah, we have, uh, <laughs> I'll look it up. Just you yeah, talk you about have something. Uh, Three hundred <laughs> is the best Zack Snyder movie. It might be. It probably is. Um, it's still not my favorite movie of all. Like I've I watched I've watched it back before, uh, since it initially came out. First time it came out, it was so unique. Like okay. I, I will I'll give it that. But watching it back, it didn't age well. Like. To, for me, it didn't really age well. I, I, that initial shock of like, this is cool. This is really cool. And then like after that, like, I, why am I watching this twice? Like, I, I like I like three hundred, <laughs> but you can practically smell the axe body spray coming off of the movie while you watch it. It's a, it's a total bro movie. I I would say I would say uh, probably Dawn of the Dead. Like I think Dawn of the Dead might be his best. So I forget that that I forget that that is a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, yeah, that's probably that. why okay. it's his best because it's not as Snydery. Yeah, it's still based on a previous property. True, it's true. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So we've we've covered some movies. Everybody feeling good? Who's ready to talk about some wrestling? Oh yeah, what we're here for? Cool. What we're here for? Because yeah. <laughs> we are an hour in and we haven't talked about wrestling yet. <laughs> Try, let's get to the choke slams. Let's get to the choke slams, the body slams. We've talked burritos. Uh, now, have you guys watched any wrestling recently? Uh, little bits and pieces. Uh, yeah. I watched uh, a little bit here and there of not this past Monday's Raw, but last last Monday's Raw, and then I watched bits and pieces of the AEW Dynamite tribute to Brody Lee, uh, because I didn't, I, I, I wanted to make sure I watched a little bit of that, because oh, man, that's that hit, that that hit me, and watching, seeing all of the uh, reactions on social media uh, to the passing of Brody Lee uh, really was, it, it's it really stood out to me 
just how widely loved he was mm -hmm. uh, because there was nobody who said an unkind thing about him and everybody like leapt over each other to make sure that they could say something good about him, about how much, how much he meant to them and, and what kind of impact he had on, on their, there, their career. It seemed like there were almost like friendly Twitter wars going on of like, who can say the nicest thing about Brody? Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause yeah. Big E would say something and then Cesaro would say something and then Big E would be like, well, there's also this. And then Cesaro would be like, well, there's also this. And like, they just <laughs> continued to pile it on. Um, that, that was going to be my first topic. So yes, uh, since the last time we talked, there's a few other things that I want to talk about news-wise um, since uh, since the last time we were able to get together and do this. But obviously, I think that's the biggest news that's happened, and not just because it's the most recent. That tribute show, oh, like, oh, that was one. I want to. I, I I'm pretty anti-millionaire most of the time, uh, but. Tony Khan is a classy human being, uh, the owner of AEW. I got to give him that because Tony Khan, they were supposed to do a big, like, last, they were going to do a two-episode, two calling it New Year's Bash for two, two weeks in a row. It was going to be the last episode of 2020, the first episode of 2021. He skipped all of that, and he said, we're, we're bumping that back a week. We're doing a, a complete show to, to honor the memory of Brody Lee. Um, you can look forward to that next week, but we need to do this. I uh, didn't, I it didn't really hit me because with the Dark Order and stuff like that, some of those kind of some of those guys were it was really hard for them because he was obviously a, instrumental in a lot of their careers at this point. That started to get me that when they left the boots in the ring uh, and the ten the ten bell salute, uh, those two things just waterworks for me yeah. uh yeah. when they left his boots in the ring and it was his son and his wife standing in the ring oh like even just talking about that just kind of gets me choked up i've been a part of matches where people leave their boots in the ring because they're retiring right and that gets me every time because that's that's a big moment um and to lose somebody who was a so talented uh i know you guys know this he you know he's obviously he, he reminded me so much of Bruiser Brody and uh, Bruiser Brody. I was never around during his time, but he, he's always been this enigma. So to have that modern day Bruiser Brody was always something special to me. Um, and I forget about some of the bangers he had in WWE, as far as his matches, like there, there was a match that he had a ladder match with Dolph Ziggler for the intercontinental title match. And I forgot how amazing that match was. Uh, and, I, you know, I feel like I took him for granted. Like, I, I feel bad. Like, I, I really do feel like I took him for granted and I didn't appreciate him when we had him. Yeah. So. Um, I, I, I was thinking back, you know, when that, when um, that happened, that when, when he was just breaking through as part of the, the Wyatt family, uh, there were a bunch of wrestling podcasts that I listened to that were saying, oh, Eric Rowan is the guy to put your money on. Rowan is going to be the breakout talent from that duo. And in my head, I'm like, no. no. Like, watch Harper. Harper fucking rules. Because he's like, yeah, like doing I love yeah. <laughs> all of that. Like, it's so cool. And I would listen to some podcasts where they had Harper on. And he would just, you know, we're in the era where they they – a lot of times they break kayfabe when they do these interviews mm -hmm. just to kind of reveal a part of who they are. 
and just hearing how much he appreciated being a family man, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the business, he loves it, but it's a job. The, his, his real passion is his family. And just hearing him say that on all these different podcasts, I was like, this is just a down to earth dude. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want him to succeed. And, you know, when he got injured and wasn't doing anything with WWE for a while, but they wouldn't release him because, you know, he, he wanted to be released so that he could work somewhere else, but wouldn't get medical clearance. Uh, it was like, man, they're just, they've got this guy who is just going to be a breakout. And so when he finally switched over to AEW, it was super exciting to see that he was there and just, yeah, gone far, far too soon. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately, I haven't watched the tribute show yet. I don't have, you know, AEW. I don't have cable, so I don't, you know, I'm not able to watch it every week. But yeah, everything you guys have said is everything I, I've seen on on you know Twitter and the internet and stuff about how how great he was. And I mean, just as a fan mm-hmm. uh, watching, I mean, I I I'd never watched any of his AEW stuff. That's something I do want to catch up here in the next year is on on the AEW stuff. Uh, just you know, from their from when they started a year and a half or two years ago, and mm-hmm. kind of catch up, and because I've heard his stuff in AEW is is, is fantastic, and yeah. seeing like Andy said when he grew came up in the the Wyatt family, I always thought the same thing is like when this group eventually breaks up, disbands, that's that's the guy that's going to turn. That's the guy we want to cheer for. Like I like I like I like all three guys in, in the sure. Wyatt family. Right. I do, but it was like the guy who was the best in the ring, best on the mic, best. He had the it it factor, yeah, mm-hmm. of, of a wrestler. And you know, even in the ring, you see whether he's giving the offensive or on the defensive. He had it in those in his eyes, mm. and that is a big thing as a wrestling fan. You can see it in the the reaction in his eyes every single match he had, and it was yeah, he had that it factor, and and you know. Like we said, he had some classic matches in the WWE. His sing- I love his single run. I think he should have, you know, there are many times where I, 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 I have said, like, him versus Bray is a main event match. Like, that is uh, a, a WrestleMania match we, we all could have uh, enjoyed at, at one point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's had just the reason everybody's talking about him now is is, is warrant enough of saying this, this is a great guy. And, I mean, as all three of us as fans, he was just a damn good wrestler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that, that I'm glad you brought that up because the the eyes thing. I like mm-hmm. that's the re I mean, it's it, it that factor is what that little thing that he had, like I, I'll say that he had very kind eyes. And that's what drew you to him. Yeah. And that was that's very some that's something that uh I will say like Mick Foley has. Uh yeah. Mick Foley he was a great but also- he could Go be ahead. crazy, like right, Mick Foley, exactly. Mick Foley could do. But you're you're like, okay, when this guy's off the camera, I just want to give him a hug. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And that's, uh, and and apparently I apparently he smelled really good. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like one of my favorite things that I heard. I saw Cesaro posted was that he worked really hard to keep his shirts looking dirty, but were actually clean. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, you know. Again, Tony Khan uh, did the classy thing. He wrote this tribute show. Uh, he also signed Brody Jr. his to a legitimate contract. Yeah. So when after Brody Jr., if he decides that he wants to become a professional wrestler and he gets himself trained, 
he has a job at AEW. Yeah. Um, and on New Year's Eve, it looked like all of the wrestlers from AEW and some from WWE were together. Uh, for instance, like Britt Baker from AEW and Adam Cole over in NXT, they're actually a couple. So they were together at the AEW New Year's Eve party. I uh, and Brody, Adam Cole let Brody pin him, and like yeah. he did the he <laughs> he did the discus clothesline to him and let him do it, and like all the guys, they also did. Uh, some stuff on being the the elite where Brody Jr. was like caning all of the Dark Order and they're all just taking cane shots from a 10-year-old. Like uh, you know, there I think also like you there was that point where I think it was it was Cody and ah, there was somebody, I think I forget who else it was, but Cody Rhodes and somebody else uh were with Brody Jr. And like there's a kinship there between like Cody and Brody's son because there is uh they know what it's like to have your dad not home. They know yeah. what it's like to like really desire to be just like your dad. Uh, and you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, there's, I'm glad that AEW seems to really be taking the family part of what we do uh, in professional wrestling very seriously. Yeah. Um, and they're not getting, they're not doing the WWE. Oh, when you're here with your family, like I, I get that that's a saying and you might believe it to an extent, but this was, this was real. Uh, one of the most genuine things, um, Eddie Kingston's promo, Eddie, who's always full of emotion. Jesus. Like when he just talked about how he's like, I'm going to miss you believing in me. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll RIP to the family condolences to, or I'm sorry, RIP to Brody Lee, uh, John Huber, and um, condolences to the family with everything they got going on. Uh, you know, you you're gonna have fans that support you. I hope we can all get through this. Uh, but yeah, we lost a good one. We lost a, we lost a good one, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, since the last time we talked, we've had a lot of other things. Did you guys have anything else to say? I'm sorry, Casey. It looked like I cut you off. No, no. I, I like I said, I haven't been able to watch a whole lot of, of wrestling as of late. Besides, you know, watching some old TNA matches on on Pluto TV, which you know that's fun. That's a fun thing to do every every once in a while. TNA has always been good. It's always See, been good. The other night, Kayla, Kayla had to go to bed. Kayla had to go to bed early because uh, she works early morning. So I kind of stayed up, you know, next to her in bed, and I just put on Pluto TV and I watched TNA Lockdown from like. Oh five, oh six, all the way through for yeah. you know the three hour pay per view. I'm like, this is so much fun. I didn't know any of the match outcomes. I didn't know what was up next. I didn't know any of the storylines at that point. I'm like, but yeah, I'm having. I had a great time watching that, and that was like the uh, Christian Cage. Yeah, you said you watched the the Full Metal Mayhem, didn't you? It was a uh, Christian Cage against Abyss when he had James Mitchell with him, which is I, I love that dynamic between those two. And I think this is like right when Sting came in and Scott okay. Steiner right around that time. So, uh, yeah, that, they, yeah. So that was a <laughs> it was just a fun pay per view to watch and all, all the way beginning to end. And yeah, I mean, can you know, guys, can we can we talk about uh, how weird uh, the uh, Scott Steiner, yeah, his body is weird, right? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. actually where that was where I was going. Scott Steiner's a weird-looking dude, okay? Can we go there? He's Let's do freak. it. I get it. He is. 
He is a freak, but <laughs> he doesn't look like the same guy he was when he was with his brother in the Steiners. It is scary. Well, you should go back and watch some of that stuff when you get the network, when you finally sign up. Uh, I think you'll be surprised at how similar his body looks in 91 really? to what it looks like really? now. Like, yeah. It looks like he put bags of brown sugar mm. underneath his skin to yeah. put, like, pretend to be muscles. Aside from know. the tan, it's pretty similar, guys. Yeah. Really? Did he have that yeah. tiny of legs back then? Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Scott Steiner has tiny legs. He has a really had a really cool jacket though. Like that letterman's jacket. That I like really... his his uh chain mail, you know, that he wears <laughs> around his head. I love that. That's such a cool look. Oh, he should do a hybrid gimmick, like when Sting came out and he in TNA and he had like the hybrid of like surfer sting and crow sting oh, with base paint oh, for a while. Yeah. Like he that should come cool. out with the chainmail and a letterman's jacket. Yes. <laughs> he should cut the chainmail in half and put a uh, wrestling headgear on the other side. <laughs> well, that was yeah, Rick. <laughs> so, <laughs> I uh, it was a couple of a couple maybe it was a couple of months ago. I watched one of the Super Brawls somewhere between ninety one and ninety three. But the main event for the it had to have been ninety one because this was when uh, Flair dropped. Dropped the title and Luger picked it up and like and then Flair showed up on in WWE, uh, but it was the main event was Lex Luger versus Rick Steiner for the WCW title and it was just like bricks with arms hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing to watch, but that was the same pay per view that uh, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, revealed Rick Rick Steamboat as his tag team partner, so it was really really fun to watch. Go back and watch that because I completely forgot about that whole story where uh, where Ricky came back and was Dustin's tag team partner. Yeah, I think that was on a, a, a what happened when episode uh, probably a while back that they talked about it. But everything feels very recent when I listen to that podcast. But yeah, they they they. It's it's fun listening to any of the Conrad Thompson uh, uh, wrestling podcasts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I recently watched on that TNA thing. It was uh, the Dudley's. Oh, well, the, the Team 3D uh, took on the, the the Steiners. It was like Rick Steiner returning to the ring, and it was scary to watch him try to wrestle. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> yeah, you should oh. look look it up. Yeah, it's oh, the Steiner, tonight. Steiners oh. versus Team 3D. I think it was a tables match, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and but obviously tables were, tables were involved. No one died. <laughs> Scott went off the top rope, but that's all I would say. Well, I remember, okay, so when uh, when TNA was starting to make their big, like, their big surgeons the first time around, and then they started bringing in, like, real old WWE guys, and it was like, what the hell are you doing? And it was like, you know, you had all these guys. You had you had Saban. You had Styles. You had Christopher Daniels. You had all these young, this young talent. And then you start bringing in like Booker T could still go, Kurt Angle could still go, Sting could still go. And then they bring in Scott Steiner and Scott uh, Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash, and they call themselves the Main Event Mafia. <laughs> so they did uh, a war game style cage match with the six sides, and I remember how big of a deal it was to like the old wrestling nerds. Cause <laughs> Steiner was the third guy in, he was like the first one to come out uh, from the main event mafia. And he does a Frankensteiner for the first time in like 
10 years. And everybody was like, no, oh, is he going to die? <laughs> like, we're like, it's, oh. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I, I, he, he should never do that move again. But <laughs> it was awesome. Um, He's a very top-heavy dude. It's easy for him to do. <laughs> well, I don't know how he pulled that off because, like, you're right. He's, he's got these tiny little legs, and it's it is. He did it. He didn't die. He's still around. He's doing some fun stuff on the indies every now and again. I was going to say, I think he was in TNA not too long ago, wasn't he? He was I somewhere. Think he a little, mm-hmm, yeah, with uh, <laughs> Petey Williams, <laughs> little Petey Pump. And I think yeah. I think he manages a restaurant too. Oh, does he? Oh, amazing! Is yeah. it like Rocky's restaurant in in Rocky Balboa? Maybe, but I, I think it's maybe Shoney's. Just called the Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah, it's like a isn't it like the Steiner Diner or something? Yeah. I feel like yeah, I feel like that's the name. Yes, I've heard this. Now that you're saying that, like it had some like ridiculous punny rhyming name to it. Come take a seat in the Steiner recliner in Steiner's diner. <laughs> oh god, that's fantastic. Oh, um, so since the last time we talked, which was October, right? Oh wow, yeah. I right? it was. It's okay. been a while. Yeah, yeah, so it was right before uh we they had uh Halloween Havoc. Havoc. Yeah. Um, yeah. which was fantastic if you haven't gone and watched it. Uh, that was one of the best NXT pay-per-views. Um, I think we've also gotten Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor's first one, and they're having their return match as we speak. I, I would like to watch that tonight before I go to bed, um, which was a banger. Um, but the big thing was at, was at Survivor Series, Taker officially retired, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about that because we did talk a lot about Taker last time, and it it, it was just kind of on the cusp of like, is this really happening? And then they did the full kind of ceremony for him. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch it or watch some of it? Yeah, some of it. Just okay. like uh, the highlight clips and stuff. You know, so, okay. <laughs> How do I say this? For for a legend such as The Undertaker, uh, I wish that it would have been more focused on the undertaker but as a character who is a man of few words i guess it makes sense but i just i feel like they spent more time bringing out the superstars like to pay tribute to him mm-hmm. and then the video package bef- then they did oh, and his his ring entrance then they did like him still exiting from oh my god it just it goes on and on and on. Oh, he's still coming. Undertaker, he's, he hasn't even gotten to the ramp yet. Mm-hmm. And here we go. Undert- okay. Yeah, Undertaker's still coming down to the ring. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's what it feels like. It's just like this is going on forever. Yeah. And then he gets to the ring and says, like, what, eight words? And then that's it. Yeah. So, But, I mean, it's a, he's a legend. Uh I guess rest, rest, rest well, rest in peace, Undertaker. Yeah, I feel like he deserves like the time away and to like yeah. have peaceful time away. Um, I agree. That send off didn't feel like it was worthy of the Undertaker. Like, it just didn't. Uh, and 
you know, I will say, okay, so they had the 30 days of Undertaker on WWE Network, which was awesome. Sure. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff that was like talked about, but there's a, they put out one of their documentaries on Paul Bearer in that time. That was fantastic. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, please check that out. That was probably the best thing to come out in that time. Um, aside from his second interview with Stone Cold. Um, but there was, I, I think it's just called the mortician is what it's called. Uh, did you guys know that Paul Bearer was an actual mortician? I think I heard that. Yeah, yeah I think I heard that. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, he was a certified mortician, and that's what he did when he was not in wrestling. Like, or he was a fu- uh, funeral director. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be <laughs> weird to go show up to, like, your uncle's funeral, and there's, yes, Paul was a great man. <laughs> I know that's how he didn't talk in real life, but it was pretty close. close. <laughs> like it wasn't. <laughs> um, I, I didn't watch his send off, but I finally watched uh, his final match with with Styles at, at WrestleMania this past year. That was the, fun. I I had a blast. I love that, and yeah. I, and in a way, I kind of wish that was his send off, just riding into the darkness to a Metallica song. I'm it like, should have been. That's that's it. That's that's yeah. all I would like. You know. Yep. Uh, I, I thought that was so. I, I'm I'm always very weary going into those like cinematic pre-taped matches. Yeah, there aren't many of them that are like great yeah. the way and, that one is. But and, yeah. and unless they're goofy like the Matt Hardy ones, I'm like I don't know how well this is going to work because Undertaker is a very serious character, <laughs> and so is AJ Styles. But I, man, that I, was so good. I loved the Firefly Funhouse match, the Bray Wyatt John Cena match. I thought that was okay. great too. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. Well, I I was watching a video bef- earlier today about the best moments in wrestling from this year, and that was mentioned the the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, and I haven't watched yeah. that one yet. So that is probably it's, my the first thing I'm doing when I get the network. I'll probably yeah. sign up tonight. Is watching WrestleMania, what thirty six all the way through. Yeah. yeah. Not a not a match really, but it's that's a, what it's, I got beef with. Okay, yeah. thank you. Okay, I was like. <laughs> I was so looking forward to it being like a like a maze, like he gets there and then he's like running into like all of Bray Wyatt's characters and there's an actual match and like it just it was like it was this fever dream of John Cena's regrets in his career, which is awesome if you're not looking forward to a wrestling match. (laughs) I guess yeah. I was really looking forward to a to a wrestling match between the two of them. See, whenever I go into those pre-tape things, I'm not looking for an actual match. I'm looking for like what kind of crazy story can they tell that's like a movie, but it's like also the weird, uh, you know, you know, you know, uh, things we love about professional wrestling. Like right. that's what the Undertaker AJ Styles match was. Is like that's not a wrestling match, nor is it a movie, but it's both, and I loved it. But it was semi buried alive, like it was semi uh, of a buried alive match, and that's why I was like, okay, like I know the like if I know the rules. I'm okay with it. And I think that's why, like, they went into the Firefly Funhouse and then everybody was like, this is amazing. I'm like, we just watched, like, a mimicking clip of John Cena's regrets and, like, him, like, oh, I never turned heel NWO. Like, I loved it. I don't know. I I know, like, people do. And I just, like, every time, like, I just, oh, I I can't get behind it. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I'll be interested to hear your opinion of it once after you watch mm-hmm. it, Casey. Because yeah, I loved it. I, I think it's a blast. Well, and then we've had a couple. Uh, like AEW had some really good stuff. They had a cinematic match that was pretty great. Uh, uh, they had a. They also had an I Quit match that actually felt like an I Quit match. 
uh, between in November between Eddie Kingston and uh, John Moxley. Oh. And if you if you're a fan of like the old Terry Funk Ric Flair I Quit matches or even you know, you'll enjoy this that match. I would I'd recommend that. I really loved that show. That was one of the best shows uh, during the pandemic. Probably the best pay-per-view uh, during the pandemic that any wrestling show has done. Uh, the full gear pay-per-view was uh, absolutely awesome. Um, I'm tr- trying to think, like, just since we've talked. Uh, oh, uh, Randy Orton set a dude on fire. So we got more murder. Yeah, <laughs> we love talking about wrestlers that get uh, murdered on national television, a la Vince McMahon blowing up in his limousine. <laughs> Who did Randy Orton kill? He killed Bray uh, Wyatt. Yeah, he, he killed <laughs> the, the Fiend. The Fiend got set on fire. He did. <laughs> he did. It's like, I just can't. Uh, like, when that was going on, I was like, they're, they're not. They are. <laughs> They did it, and and he he almost he almost could have killed Alexa Bliss too. He yeah, is on a, he's on a murderous rampage. This this mm-hmm. Randy so, Orton fella. Yeah, Randy, Randy, I'm assuming is now turned heel for the as many times as the Big Show. Who at knows? this point? Um, he's on a good run with his yeah, heel. Yeah, yeah, he's been a. I mean, he's always consistent. I mean, Randy's one of the greatest of all time. I, I love Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this is. It's been an interesting story. Um, the Bray Wyatt Alexa Bliss stuff has been amazing this year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I will the and the Inferno style with uh, with no fans in that match was absolutely awe striking. Like it was just so cool. They they all came in and then Bray Wyatt just did the whole did the cane thing and set every and everything was on fire. It wasn't just around the ring. It, everything was on fucking fire. And I was like, this is awesome. Somebody's gonna die. And then he did die. Yeah, That's then a, he did die. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um the worst tweet I saw after that is that some someday somebody's gonna buy that uh buy that charred up doll that was uh that was used and use it for sex reasons uh i would have to have to look it up uh but the gentleman said and somebody's gonna somebody's gonna uh, come in it and i was like oh god (laughs) so they're reading it like i'm on my phone like look like through my phone I don't think I'm ever going to think of a fiend the same way ever right, again. <laughs> right, right. Whoever would do that is a fiend. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, oh gosh. It, but uh, So Randy Orton set a dude on fire. Uh, <laughs> Charlie, just say it, say it, how it how it is. He murdered a guy in the middle of the wrestling ring. <laughs> did we, did last time, did we talk, have we talked about this just in the chat or did we talk about it on the last episode that wrestling murders people and it's yeah. awesome? We, we talked about it last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, that, but this one might have been my favorite pro wrestling murder uh, <laughs> of all of them. Uh, that's the topic. Favorite pro wrestling murder. <laughs> this is my favorite pro wrestling murder. Oh, wait. TNA also killed a guy. Sorry, I should have I should have put this in the notes. But TNA did a, a wedding. The lights went out. Then you heard a gunshot, and somebody got shot in the head. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> so yes. Uh, the inside scoop on that is the gentleman who was 
uh, that it happened to. His name is Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Mm -hmm. Which Johnny Bravo? Like the Cartoon Network Johnny Bravo? No, that's his wrestling name. Brady Bunch Johnny Bravo. It's... The wrestling, okay, wrestling. wrestling. Okay. So uh, apparently, he decided he he's just too banged up, and he wanted wanted to retire, and this is how he wanted to go out. And I'm like, this is awesome. That's amazing. I've never heard of this guy. One, he's now my favorite wrestler just because of his name. Two, that's the way I would want to retire too. Listen, look, when I give up the podcast game, this is what I want to have. Yes. I want my guest to shoot me in the forehead. Wait, I, no, I want your Andre the Giant puppet to be the one holding the gun. Like. Giant gun. And then it'll be the uh, the song from that Saturday Night Live skit. What you say? <laughs> Steve Carell pops in. It's been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, so there's been two wrestling murders, which is awesome. Uh, we need more of that. We need more of that in wrestling. Like, that was the one thing I always said during the pandemic is I'm like, do some weird shit. Like, yeah. just do some weird stuff. Like, get away with stuff you can't get away with outside of the pandemic. Like, like straight up murdering a guy at his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the best part was that at the end of it, Tommy Dreamer is the one who's been trying to solve the mystery of who shot Johnny Bravo. And <laughs> it's like Tommy's so entertaining. He's one of my favorite people I've ever met in wrestling because uh, he's always straight to the point. But man, does he like to ham it up. And he is so funny when he does. Because uh, Tommy Dreamer, in my opinion, is one of the most like underrated, not just wrestlers and workers because he's been doing it forever. But also promo, like he could just cut a promo and it, it means something and it, it works every time and not many people can do that. But to see him ham it up this way, amazing. One of my favorite things that, that they've done in a long time. Uh, and then AEW has their champ going from Impact to AEW and jumping back and forth. So uh, that's, that's going to be a really cool thing, I think. I don't know what your guys' opinion is on that. Uh, have, have you guys now... I know I, I expose myself to a lot of professional wrestling and I'm a little bit overkill with it, but what's been your exposure to Kenny Omega? Uh, I just know he's awesome. Like that's, that's really it. Like I know that he's incredibly talented, uh, has put on some, some great uh, matches in Japan, uh, <laughs> has a really good reputation over here. Like that's, that's pretty much it. I've never, I, I, don't know if I've ever really sat through a whole match of his, uh, but just his his reputation of him just being uh, one of the top, like at the at the top of the wrestling game, uh, that kind of transcends. Like his his reputation just precedes him and all that he's mm -hmm. done. Yeah. What about you, Casey? I I haven't watched a whole lot of of Kenny. I've watched uh, some of his big matches in Japan with with Okada is the big one, obviously, mm -hmm. and. I've watched, uh, I would assume I've watched what well, they had, a what, three big matches between them? They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, I well, know they I've had... watched at least two out of the three. I might have watched all three. Yeah, it was, um, they actually, they did one match where it was for the title. It was two out of three falls with a 90-minute time limit. And that was insane. That was mm -hmm. the one that, that Kenny finally won the title from, uh, yeah. Okada. Um that was insane. The first, I know a lot of people like will say that they love uh, the, because actually, I'm sorry, it's four matches that they had. 
because uh, it was they had the initial one at uh, at Wrestle Kingdom, which was a banger, and uh, Okada ended up winning that. They did another one later that uh, ended in a sixty minute time limit draw, and then they finally did one where it during their um, uh, Oh gosh, I forget what they call that now over in New Japan, but they're like Grand Prix that they have. They do like a 30-day uh, tournament, essentially over in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and in the finals of their of their A or B bracket that they have, uh, Kenny finally beat Okada. And but it wasn't for the title because it was in this. Uh, and then later, Kenny ended up winning the title uh, from from Okada in that two out of three falls match. So uh, one day I, I would like to do something to kind of commemorate those matches, but uh, that Kenny Omega being the AEW champ is a long time coming. I think everybody kind of assumed he was going to be the first champ and then it didn't happen. The way they're doing yeah. this is really fun. And like, I love it. I don't, I'll send you guys the picture, but there's this great picture of Ultimo dragon where he's holding every title from around the world. Uh, these titles that he's won and uh he put he put out a picture of his face on that picture and i'm like is this what's going on because i want this i want all of this to happen uh so it's cool to see some interpromotional stuff between impact and aew i think that helps impact especially yeah um uh not to say that impact hasn't been doing quality because i think like their tag team stuff has been amazing uh just kind of just haven't quite reached what they're viewership should be so I, i'm hoping that this will help them out and i think they've kind of been lost in the shuffle since aew came around because for what a good 10 plus years they were the no- they were the number two mm-hmm. to wwe and now aew right. is is easily the number two getting closer and closer every day type of thing yeah they're just inching uh, yeah away from that yeah I think uh, I always feel bad because ring of honor ring of honor also had their big pay-per-view uh their big final battle um I used to be I used to be a very avid Ring of Honor watch, but I have I haven't been able to watch Ring of Honor as often. But they're doing some interesting things to set themselves apart with like this pure wrestling thing where there's different there's actual rules and it it makes it feel like it's more of a sport. And it was kind of something that Daniel Bryan uh, Bryan Danielson at the time kind of innovated. So they brought that back and they're kind of doing that. So a lot of really cool things happening in wrestling now, but. Our our podcast is nostalgia based. It's true, and we really wanted. And we have the Royal Rumble coming up. Uh, one of one of my <laughs> favorite things to do is I like to watch a Rumble, and then I like to watch every Raw and SmackDown in between, going up to WrestleMania. I uh, and I'll I'll take a couple of weeks. I've done it a few times with a few of these. And some of them were real fun. The Rumble where Michaels won it at going up to his Iron Man match with Bret Hart. There was some really good stuff in between there. And that was also, it was easier to watch because Raw was only an hour at the time. So and there was, was no SmackDown to watch. And there was no SmackDown, yeah. So it was a little bit easier to watch. But that was, uh, there were some really cool little matchups. And also, like, just some stuff that we lost that we never got to have. Uh, so the second match that was announced for that year's WrestleMania that ended up getting changed was Yokozuna versus Vader. Oh, I and didn't it know ended that. Up, yeah, it was the second match because they they started it at the Rumble because both of them were Jim Cornette guys. 
They were both being managed by Jim Cornette. Yokozuna defected from Cornette and they brought it up. And I was like, I think about that. Like Vader is my favorite big man of all time, mm. of all time. Yeah. But the fact that we never got to see Yokozuna versus Vader at, and it was supposed to be at WrestleMania just breaks my heart. Now yeah. that was, that would have been amazing to watch. Yeah, and wasn't that the year too that it originally was supposed to be Razor Ramon and Goldust, uh, and then it kind of changed into the the what backlot brawl with uh, mm-hmm. Roddy Piper and Goldust because <laughs> Scott Hall didn't want to do anything effeminate, <laughs> and uh, and then it turned into our the first cinematic match ever. Yeah, yeah. and in the backlot brawl, so including yeah. a Bronco chase. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so great. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I wanted to talk Rumble moments with you guys. I wanted to talk uh, some <laughs> some memories that you might have. Maybe some underrated things that maybe you remember, but you don't remember why you remember. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to popcorn it to whoever wants to talk first about uh, their favorite things about the Rumble. Uh, okay. Uh, I, you know, the, the thing that I really enjoy uh, about the Rumble matches just in general Battle Royals are kind of annoying. Like, I mean, okay. it, it always feels like it's a, a time filler or an opportunity to get these superstars involved. Like, because I know that a lot of the the recent WrestleManias would do the Andre the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, or it's just a chance to kind of throw everybody in there, people who don't have stories, and just give them the opportunity to be on TV and get thrown out of the ring. Yeah, give them That's, a payday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I don't remember being as annoyed with Battle Royals as I have over the years. Because my my first exposure with the Battle Royal is the WrestleMania 2 one with Andre the Giant. And, you know, where it ends with Andre the Giant versus the Hart Foundation. Great. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. Uh, but with the Royal Rumble, what I really appreciated about it is that the general concept is the Battle Royal but you're only getting one person in at a time, except at the beginning you get the two and then you just add one unless somebody gets thrown out. Mm -hmm. And it really allows more opportunity to showcase storylines. If they, if they do it right, where you can get, you know, somebody's in the ring and he's going at it and eliminating people. And then all of a sudden eight people later, his rival is the next one to come down to the ring. And my favorite of that is the Stone Cold, uh, you know, he's been eliminating everybody, and finally the next person comes down to the ring, and it is Brett the Hitman Hart. And, he and just, that reaction that he has when he, when he does the... Yep. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, that's that's the thing that makes this this match so exciting, when they, they use it to help tell these stories instead of just to put, you know... No, no knock on Drew McIntyre, but when they use it to put over somebody new, where it's just like, okay, it's this guy's time. Let's let's make him look like a badass, and then get him over at the very end. So, uh, but yeah, I, I I really enjoy the the older ones, or and, and some of the newer ones too, uh, where they tell a story. And sometimes, sometimes I like the ones where we want them to tell a particular story but they don't. And then somehow they course correct before WrestleMania. 
because like how the, they somehow made Rey Mysterio a heel for a night, yeah, right, yep. Yep. yeah, and made the crowd boo the Rock. Wow, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. yeah. Like how did and nobody boos Rey Mysterio? You don't boo Rey Mysterio, right. like that's that is the ultimate good guy right there. And when he got booed, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy the Royal Rumbles. I, I, I think they're they're great, a ton of fun. Uh, might be, I mean, if WrestleMania is is booked right, WrestleMania, of course, is the one that stands out. But I might like the Royal Rumbles more than than WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like like Andy said, there. Like, I think the Royal Rumble might be my favorite pay per view. It's just because it always feels like it's it's the start to WrestleMania. It's the road to right. WrestleMania. They like to say that every time. It's the road to WrestleMania. This is where it begins. Mm-hmm. And I do firmly believe that. I mean, the first Rumble I watched was the was it 03 or 04? 04 was the the Benoit one. Yep. I was gonna say, so so that was, was Benoit. Okay. Yeah, that was my first one and I had that was one of the few pay-per-views I had on DVD, so I watched that entire pay-per-view over and over and over again. I used to have that that rumble memorized who came out where and stuff. And and, and like Andy said, that, that feels like at that time they were still trying to push storylines with every five wrestlers that would come out. Like mm-hmm. that entire rumble feels like many of the people in it are setting up their WrestleMania matches. That's where we get mm-hmm. to, and in the case of that one, that's probably my favorite rumble. But uh you get Goldberg Brock is set up there. Mm-hmm. You have Benoit winning the the whole thing from number one till the end, and his WrestleMania story. And I mean, even that pay per view sets sets up, you know, John Cena's, uh, you know, beginning to 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 rise to start, and where he wins the U.S. title at that at that WrestleMania, his first t- singles title he's ever had. And yeah, it's a match that really gives an opportunity to give a new guy sh- mm-hmm. sunshine, but they don't necessarily have to win in order right. to yeah. do that too. Yeah. yeah. And I remember one of the, the vivid memories I have of that is when Goldberg enters at number 30. That was the big story going into it. It's Goldberg's 30. He's a, he's easy easily going to win it, head off to, to Mania, take on Triple H. And he when he gets in the ring, he just spears the shit out of Nunzio, and it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, it's the first guy he spears, but he... We talk about murdering wrestlers in the yeah. ring. Nunzio died that night. Yeah, the yeah. Little Guido, as he was <laughs> called in in ECW, Little uh, Guido, like, and he and he made Goldberg look like a, a trillion dollars mm-hmm. that year. He you did because like, that was him. Like that's that's who, that's a Nunzio, Little Guido. I, I'm yeah. always going to call him Little Guido. So yeah. I know but, it's not appropriate, but that's like he was, he was lucky the moment that his body hit the mat at the like after being tossed over that he Jamie foxed his way back into the body there. It's <laughs> him <laughs> coming back down during the match. Uh, I mean, it sets up one of my favorite rivalries of my childhood is Randy Orton and Mick Foley, and this is one yeah. of the, the ones that kicks it off, and it's. I vividly remember that storyline because that is where I'm like, yeah, I like Randy Orton. He's a bad guy, but I like him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, that, that was a great feud, too. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that it didn't end at WrestleMania. Then mm-hmm. it gave us that handicap match, but then we got that really awesome match that at Backlash. Hardcore match at Backlash is, is <laughs> one of my favorite matches ever. I love oh, that. 
<laughs> yeah, same here. Same here. I, I, I can go back and watch that a million uh-huh. times if I really want to. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I always think about, too, as far as them setting up stories to WrestleMania was Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle, if mm-hmm. we're looking more recently, um, where Angle gets angry that Shawn Michaels eliminated him and then just beats the crap out of Michaels. Yeah. And, then, and then we get the, that amazing feud of, like, you know, who's better? Is it Angle? Is it Michaels? And then they had that match at Mania, which is still like, ah, uh, like, oh, uh, like that was, that was a thing of art. That match, oh, uh, like I, it's it's I've, one of the great Mania matches ever. I've watched that match more times than I care to count, and I've called that match in my head more times than I care to count. I called it on Facebook one time mm-hmm. too, uh, and it was. Uh, that whole feud. And then like, that's where we got, I'm a sexy Kurt. Yes. Sexy Kurt. So, I mean, thanks. Thanks Royal Rumble for giving us sexy Kurt. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think, I also think like, I, do you guys have, have a favorite Royal Rumble? Casey, you said yours was Oh four. Yeah. I think uh, that's probably my favorite one. Okay. Mine, honestly, it might be like, I think it's it, it's the one that I think Flair won, uh, and it was like what uh, the the third or fourth Royal Rumble that they that ever was. I, I ninety one or ninety two. I can't recall. Yeah. Or the yeah. title, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, and I I think you know there are <laughs> pieces there that really because that was also the one where oh shoot I'm gonna I'm gonna forget his name but it was like one of the one of the road warrior wannabes came down to the ring and like got eliminated right away like just came down and then got thrown right out like I always yep. appreciate that when somebody <laughs> goes out there yep. and they're like yeah yeah and then right afterwards they're they're warlord? warlord yep yep, yep. warlord yeah because to me it feels like well it's it's Vince sitting in the room well we're gonna put you in the match but god Damn it, kid! You suck. So throw throw him out. Get him out of there. Here's five bucks. Go home. Go to hell. <laughs> oh, I, and uh, I agree with you, Andy. That's my favorite rumble. Is yeah. that that year? Um, not just because it was an amazing rumble. I I recently watched that actually. Um, yeah. Can't remember. I far back. I have close enough to where I remember some of the things about it. Bob Backlund went like fifty eight minutes. Yeah. In that match, mm-hmm. and nobody talks about how Bob Backlund, ten years after he lost the WWF title, goes right. like an hour with Ric Flair in a in a rumble, and and then ends up losing the whole thing. Like, come on, why aren't we talking more about Backlund? Like, I I get that Flair did the sixty minutes time and time and time again, but WWE, this was your second longest reigning WWF champion, and you never talk about Bob Backlund, partially yeah. because he's a giant weirdo now, but it's fine. Yeah. Let's talk about Backlund. Um, and then you can't. I don't think you can mention that entire Rumble without mentioning the promo after. Yeah, yeah. yeah when he does the when he, with a tear in my. This is the greatest moment of my life. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know if that was any good. That was a pretty good flair. Just crying because my little girl is growing up. Uh, 
<laughs> but that the promo after it will probably go down as one of the best promos uh, by mm-hmm. by Ric Flair, and that's saying something. That's going to go down as one of Ric Flair's best promos, yeah. and it's probably his shortest promo ever. <laughs> but it was one of his best promos ever, and yeah. uh, so that was a really great. Um, I I will always be affectionate toward uh, the '96 Rumble. Because it, it was the only one where they only did a minute between people coming in. Oh, nice! And that was the one where they uh, Bulldog and Shawn Michaels started at one and two, yeah. and they went the whole time, and they were the last two in it. So yeah. that that one is always one that I I will think about because it was one of the early ones that I watched. Yeah. But it was a quick rumble, and they went the distance with that here for you. And it, it led up to the weirdest WrestleMania ever. But it was like. Uh, and that was the one where like Lawrence Taylor took on Bam Bam Bigelow in the main event. Uh, but it was a great rumble. Um, yeah. Any other memories that you guys have of the rumble? Since you brought up a celebrity match, let's talk about freaking Drew Carey entering the Royal Rumble. <laughs> and eliminating himself. And eliminating himself. <laughs> if I'm was not mistaken, say- that's also the same one where Kane had his, his record year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. The I 13? believe that Drew Carey counted as an elimination for him <laughs> i mean I, I i think that's all fair yeah uh yeah. kane had was it 10 or 11 10 no it was 11 it was 11 it was 11 and then later roman broke the record at 12 and then brock broke it later yeah yeah because you know we got to give brock lesnar everything he need he needs it he needs the rope he does yeah yeah you guys uh, remember the 40-man rumble? Yes. <laughs> what a mistake that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only rumble where I was like, we got to like 25. I'm like, oh, this is going to go on forever. This is enough. This is enough to make it stop. <laughs> yeah. Vince is going to send his grandkids. We don't have an, out there. We don't have enough wrestlers on the <laughs> roster. Know, right? Well, that's because we had to have nine members of the new Nexus. That's somehow. right. Uh, <laughs> is that the the... The punk one where he's yeah. 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 I mean he's done that a couple times. I think he has a couple rumbles where yeah. he has his cronies throw everybody out mm-hmm. and he's the only guy in there. Yeah. Uh that yeah. one too. I, I just remember like because that was like the ending with Santino was about like the most enjoyable part of it for me when you're thinking like, is Santino gonna win this? <laughs> like this is like and then he didn't, of course, yeah. but like I remember. I, Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll go back to my Santino question. Oh, I was going to say I I I have a very strong affection for Santino Morella. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's one of the most entertaining things to come in, in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like he was always he, he was consistently great in the role he was given. But remember uh, his uh, elimination chamber match with with yes! Ryan. Yeah, where he wasn't supposed to be in the match because somebody got injured, mm-hmm. and then they let him be the last one, and it was awesome. And everybody wanted him to win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and, but I, I'm very much looking forward to the Rumble from what I can tell. Uh, I think the original plan was that they were going to go, they were really pushing to get The Rock versus Roman at Mania, which would have done huge numbers because it's The yeah. Rock. It's all, and it's the Rock's cousin, and this whole head of the family, uh, head of the table storyline that they're doing has been spectacular. Would have been a great way to cap that off. It looks like they might be going in the direction of Big E 
winning the the Rumble now. I heard another. Um, I heard another possibility. But talk talk about Big E first because um, he's going to run. Yes, uh, I think from what what I can tell anyway, it looks like they're really pushing to give Big E that spot at Mania. Big E's been there forever. Uh, they've already done everything that they could with Kofi. Uh, Big E. Biggie's they've always had big Biggie's uh they've always had a light shining on him. Mm-hmm. Um and I you can tell that people are like we need to try and do something with him and he's slowly grown. They gave yeah. him a little bit of a push right away, didn't work out the way that they wanted, so they tried something different with him and with New Day they let his personality shine and that's amazing cuz he just he comes off as a genuinely awesome fun loving human being and you don't get that very often and everyone wants to be a badass everyone wants to be a badass like or they want to they either want to be a badass or some people want to be like the most athletic big e was already that so they just gave they just let his personality show so i i think it's really smart to push put the pencil behind him uh for the rumble win if not i i think it would i mean between him and uh, a match between him and Roman would be awesome. Uh, cause, and they could push the story of like, nobody remembers the shield for me. Cause they already cut that promo with Paul Heyman. Uh, sure. He's like, nobody remembers the, the shield or that I was in the shield. They just remember Roman reigns. Everyone remembers you as biggie from new day. And like, that's kind of how you can run it. And you know, biggie's got to prove himself to the most badass uh human in wwe but that's that's my opinion i think that's where they should go i don't know where else they would go with that um i'm not looking forward to drew mcintyre versus goldberg uh at the royal rumble this year that was the i'm glad that they're not doing roman versus goldberg at mania which i heard was another considered idea uh and i'm it looks like they nixed that plan uh but i have no idea where you want to go with Drew McIntyre now. Can can Drew McIntyre kill Goldberg in in the ring? Like just let that be another WWE death, like in the middle of the match. Like, I mean, not really, of course. But yeah. I mean, I don't know, hit him with a car so that the match doesn't happen. <laughs> I know we've gone that route before, yeah. but it's time for Goldberg needs to pack it up, pack it in. Yeah. Here, here's the deal. This is my. This is going to be my first uh, uh, WWE pay per view in probably almost two years. So just oh. hearing you, hearing you say Goldberg is involved, I'm like, sure. I love, <laughs> I love me some Goldberg. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about. I love Goldberg. So oh. hearing him involved, I'm like, sure. I'm reintroducing myself to the WWE world. Why not have Goldberg be my reintroduction since he was my first introduction back in the day. But uh, I have a bold prediction then for the Royal Rumble. Uh, Since you talked about the head of the family thing and they wanted to go with The Rock, I'm like, don't go with The Rock, okay, guys? Go with Rikishi. Rikishi's coming back. (laughs) Entrant number 28. He's going to enter the Rumble, take everybody out. He will win the entire thing. Rikishi, Roman, main events, WrestleMania 37. Naya's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. could be the head of the table. Yeah. Um, so I had read today because I, you know, and I don't always do this, but sometimes I, yeah, I can't help but click on them when they come up on Facebook when I'm scrolling for like little wrestling stories. Mm-hmm. But I had heard that because uh, a promo recently that Daniel Bryan cut with or with uh, Paul Heyman about talking about how he knows that he could fight uh, Roman and win 
because he's better than Roman in every imaginable way that people are like, maybe this is time to pull the trigger on that and have a Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns WrestleMania main event, which I would be for because I love them together Mm -hmm. because they have, they, they bring out the best in each other. And Daniel Bryan helps show that Roman Roman Reigns is quite good. And Roman Reigns helps just uh, 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 kind of, um, even show how how Daniel how good Daniel Bryan really is. So I think mm-hmm. for me, seeing the two of them, that would be fun. But I'm I'm with you. Like I, I think if if Biggie gets the push, oh man, could couldn't happen to somebody better. Like, like that that would be such a fun celebration at the yeah. end WrestleMania. Like yep. with that, it would be so because I I had a legit like like teary eyed moment when Kofi won the title. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Same here. Because I would. I, that's a guy that I was like. God, he should have done this. They should have done this years ago. And then when yeah. they finally did it, it and the fact that it was also like Daniel Bryan was on such a great heel run, mm-hmm. like and it was like this ultimate good guy, this ultimate underdog, you know, who's been there for fifteen years, always come mm-hmm. this close, yeah. finally gets one last shot, and it it, it was a great story. Uh, and on top of that, like Kofi, Kofi got a legitimate awesome title run until Brock yep. came along. But so I. I will never sully that because it, yeah, I know Brock came in and buried it, but it was, it is what it is, but he had a great title run too. So I, I'm really happy that that happened. Uh, yeah. And and I, I also love Daniel Bryan's uh, eco-friendly title. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if I were to ever, I don't w- ever want a replica belt, but if I ever got one, I want that one. <laughs> but I, uh, Quick question: had, What 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 mania was that again? Kofi and, and Daniel, two years ago. Yeah. Okay, so 30, 35, 34. Oh man, I've lost count. They stopped putting the numbers on them. I need them yeah. to count for me. I know because that was the last WWE thing I I watched was that mania. So that's why yeah. I'm trying to figure out a timeline in my own mm-hmm. head of where yeah. I've left off. I th- I think it was the same one where Ronda Rousey debuted at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Yeah, so that wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been the one. Okay, it wouldn't been wouldn't would not have been the last one that had people. It would have been the one before that. So, two year two WrestleManias ago okay. at this point, yeah. So that would have been twenty. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. Anyway, that would. I don't know why I had to think so hard about that. <laughs> Yeah, WrestleMania 35 is what it is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Internet helps. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> Your series but, of tubes are great. <laughs> uh, I'm really, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, to the Rumble. I'm, uh, they've only been able to do the, the three of them so far, but I've always, I've really enjoyed the female Royal Rumble as well. Um, now they've got a really deep roster of female talents, so I think they're yeah. going to keep a lot of it in house. That first one was so much fun, where yeah. they brought back all of the women who could still go. Um, I I really don't know who I am going to predict to win that one. So right now, this I think the smart money is uh, on Becky Lynch returning um, and potentially winning it and having the second one and going on to face Oscar. Uh, which would be awesome for the two of them to have a mania uh, main event, or the I I can also see at 
you know, somewhere between there that they do uh, Charlotte and Asuka. Yeah. And that eventually do Becky Lynch versus uh, versus Charlotte Flair at Mania, but I don't yeah. know how if uh, after having a baby if Becky Lynch is well enough to go. Um, so that's just hearsay. Uh, I I'm re- I'm still I will always hold a grudge that they didn't pull the plug on Shayna at the Rumble uh, yeah. that they had to do it in, in a different style of angle. Um, I I I thought not just that Shayna was. I, I don't even. It's not even just that Shayna's local, and that like I'm texting with Shayna's dad uh, when she's debuting uh, for personal reasons. But uh, that uh, I they just they should have done that. Like she should have come out at thirty. She should have been a monster. She should have upset Charlotte Flair. That would have put her over. That would have made her look like the biggest badass to go in and face Becky Lynch. She yeah. should have just kept going with that. But that's just me. Uh, I don't. I don't know where they would go with the with the female Royal Rumble, but I don't know if you guys have any any opinions on that. Charlie, I don't even know who's the champions right now. I don't have an opinion. <laughs> well, Trust Stratus is coming back and winning the whole thing. <laughs> Bold prediction: Rikishi and Trish Stratus. Why not? <laughs> I'm, all for, I'm all for Trish having them. It's 2001 moment. all over again. <laughs> Um, it's uh, but, Sasha Banks and Oscar. Uh, uh, yeah. Champions. Yep, and Oscar and Charlotte have the the women's tag team title. So that's that's where they're going uh, with that. I, you know, I guess smart money would probably be that they would do Oscar versus Charlotte at at Mania for the female uh, for mm-hmm. the female side of the championship. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine somewhere I unless. Unless I'm wrong with this, I would imagine they do something with Alexa Bliss getting a, a singles title, which I mean, Alexa could be the one who wins. Now that I think about that, which would be yeah. awesome. Uh, Bray Wyatt's burned corpse will rise from the ring and help Alexa win the match. That might be a fun way to go about it. Actually, I mean, that would be like bring Bray back to win the Rumble, and then and then Alexa wins the, the women's Rumble. Yeah, that might be a fun way to go about mm-hmm. it. And then Bray faces uh, Drew at at Mania, and then Alexa faces Asuka or possibly Sasha. Yeah, like I, that would be that might be a fun way to go about it because we've seen Roman Reigns versus Bray more times than we care to count. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Drew versus Bray would be a good way to go about that. Oh, okay, maybe I'm. And then he gets murdered in the ring at WrestleMania by Drew McIntyre with his sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, watched, we watched Bray Wyatt get his head cut off. Yes! Oh my god! Just him in his kilt holding Bray Wyatt's head? That can be only one. Ah! Yes! yes! That is the yes! tagline for this year's WrestleMania. Yes! <laughs> yes! They do a oh. Drew McIntyre like in the Highlander poster for the poster for WrestleMania. Yes, please. Oh, oh my God! That's what I want. I want another. I want another pro wrestling murder, Highlander style. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. Oh, I'm in. Okay. All right. I I want to do build your bowl with you guys because we decided to switch it up a little bit. We might do. Uh, we we might do the fan casting a. Uh, uh, a wrestler's biopic another time later, but sure. we decided to switch it up uh, this time around. 
and we are going to recast an entire movie using well maybe not the entire movie maybe it's just some select ones we are going to recast 1992's the mighty ducks using pro wrestlers now you can select characters if you would like there was one that uh casey brought up that he's like isn't it obvious i'm like well now it is (laughs) um but I, I had one recasting with that that I, I think is going to blow your mind, but I want to hear your guys's as well. Uh, just na- name characters and which wrestlers you think should replace them in the role. Uh, do, do you I – have, I have my list. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I didn't I a, work I out a, very hard. I, I only a had list. a couple of them. <laughs> I, I forgot we were doing this until we started. I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to fan cast the Mighty Ducks. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, should we? Do we kind of want to go around the room and kind of just discuss the characters that we have? I mean, Gordon yeah. Bombay is, I think, our our main character. We got to focus on here, Emilio. Okay, okay. Um, what did you have for Gordon Casey? Uh, I went with the guy we just talked about not too long ago when you're we talking about Royal Rumble mo- moments. He'll have a tear in his eye by the end of this movie. Ric Flair as Gordon Bombay, <laughs> Coach Bombay. Amazing. Yeah. The the uh, businessman uh, who 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 gets pulled over for, and has a DUI and has to teach the Pee Wee hockey uh, team from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ric Flair could pull it off. I think he's okay. the guy that has that that big character change that he grows to love the, the this group of 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 misfit hockey players. Okay, that's good. Okay. That's a good choice. All right. Uh, for Emilio, I had William Regal. <laughs> yes. Him right. being the, the head of NXT, just kind of like, and I just want to hear some of those lines <laughs> like, you got to have soft hands with, <laughs> with William Regal, <laughs> like with that Liverpool accent. Just, uh, yeah. Quack, quack, quack. quack. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I think that's the real thing: is who can say "quack quack quack" with the right. mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, uh, anyone? Yeah. So, you know, I I have this because there's a there's an idea in mind for the the rivalry here. So my Gordon Bombay is none other than the game himself, Triple H. Okay. Triple H is my right. Gordon Bombay. Uh, he he is one who likes to help now, now at least. He is one mm-hmm. who likes to help foster young talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, a, a um, uh, kind of comeback story for him. He is a man who who kind of mastered the comeback story when he was in the ring, uh, coming back from multiple injuries time and time again to okay. rise to the top. So uh, Gordon Bombay, Triple H, is uh, filling the role in this remake. Nice. Very nice. Very he does nice. have the acting chops if you have seen The Chaperone. It's true. It's true. And... and <laughs> Can can I go next just because I wanna I wanna build off of my Gordon Bombay casting? Yes, uh, I do. That's because my next casting uh would be his mentor slash rival, Coach Riley. Okay, that's my next one too. Who do you got? Who 
gotta be played by Vincent Kennedy <laughs> McMahon. That's that's a good pair yeah. up. Yeah, they, it's it's the the classic rivalry uh, between the the multi millionaire mogul who runs the company and his son in law who uh, wants to take over the company. But I, I think here putting those two against each other on the ice that's the way to go. Nice, Casey. Who do you got for Coach Riley? Coach Riley, I have the only guy who I can hear chant when. When, when Vincent Kennedy McMahon is Coach <laughs> Riley. Yeah. So I kind of off the top of my my head, I cast Emilio. I am going to recast Emilio for this just because I, I I did a I stuck with my coach Riley. Sure. But uh, I want to change it up here for you. Yeah. So I'm gonna change Emilio Estevez is now the one and only best in the world. C M Punk. <laughs> All that, right. I, okay. Your coach Riley is my coach Riley is none other than the greatest raw general manager in the history of professional wrestling, John Laurinaitis. <laughs> People power. Look People at your arms, kids. You got great arms. <laughs> I invented the cutter. <laughs> I had a wonderful career in Japan. I'm Road Warrior's brother. Okay? <laughs> I'm Road Warrior's brother. Uh, yeah. I, I've stuck with that since said we were going to do this. I was like, because I don't even think I told you guys this, but I was like, Coach Riley is John Laurinaitis for me. That's funny. <laughs> like, I love has- I think it has to be CM Punk and John Laurinaitis in that pairing. Uh, I want to hear more on uh, uh, from Casey because I think we didn't get much. I think I cut you off on your Vince McMahon. It's been, he's the greatest heel in all of wrestling history, so he has to play obviously one of the greatest heels in cinematic history, Coach Riley. Okay, got it. Yeah. I don't. I, I guess I should have. I, I again doing this five minutes. What, into the show didn't help, but man, I, I am liking uh, how you guys paired the two together. I might have to think of a new Bombay if I'm keeping uh, uh, Vinnie Mac and Riley. So, uh, Casey, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let you have a little peek behind the curtain here. Okay. You, you want to know when I cast this? Right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the cast on uh, IMDb, and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, that would be yeah. good. That's amazing. Uh, okay, who do you guys have as Charlie? Joshua Jackson. The great Joshua Jackson. The great Joshua Jackson. Andy, Anything? do you have any? The Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. He gets whiny like Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the, thing. here's the thing about that Rollins. Like he's he's the guy that like I'm gonna be I'm I'm the best. I'm the best. Am I really the best? Am I really the best? Like somebody's gotta do this for me. I can do it. I can do it. I'm, I'm from Iowa. I can do it. <laughs> I, I coffee. We don't all talk like that. I'm married to 
I married Becky Lynch. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think I think with uh, uh, with Seth Rollins, it's kind of that you know, there's there's a lot of mentor type rankings in WWE, and I think one of my favorites kind of mentor, even though there's that betrayal, of course, because that's how wrestling works, uh, I think the uh, Triple H, Seth Rollins, uh, mentor, upcoming talent uh, relationship that they had, that storyline they had, I think that translates well. So I think Seth Rollins as kind of the second, the, the, you know, the captain of the team, the true captain, uh, that's, that's, that's Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Casey? I went with a, a guy who was the longtime captain of the WWE. He is the doctor of thugonomics, John <laughs> Cena. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I have John Cena on my team, but somewhere he, he, else. He, he, okay. he, he is a full 2003 doctor of thugonomics, John Cena, in this movie, too. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Fully playing up to the kids from 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 the 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 wrong side of the tracks here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I went a completely opposite route when I was thinking of this. I was thinking of like this underdog <laughs> person, <laughs> and you guys are like <laughs> Spike Dudley. Yeah, actually, my I uh, I was I cast Joshua Jackson and well, okay, Charlie Conway. Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. okay. as my yeah. ultimate yeah. underdog for that. Sure. So I think Daniel Bryan, uh, WrestleMania 30, speaks for itself there. I can yeah. also see him just being raised by a single mother and being like really just like affectionately finding a father figure wherever yeah. he can. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that. So that's who I have for Charlie Conway. Uh, which character did we want to do next? I had Fulton Reed. I think he is he he is a big character you have to cast. In okay, this okay, okay. Yeah, yeah you need uh, I, you, yeah, you gotta you gotta get Fulton in there. Yeah. Who do you got? Well, I mean, we have one half of the Bash Brothers. I'm gonna have one half of the Brothers of Destruction. Kane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fully <laughs> masked Kane too. Fully masked Kane as, as Fulton Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is he is uh my heavy hitter for the team. He is he is our enforcer. Um I mean Kane kind of looks like uh the actor that played Fulton Reed. I'm, yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his on his name right now. Uh I'm Eldon Henson. Yeah, yeah, Daredevil yeah. guy. Yeah, Daredevil. Yeah. He, he he plays Foggy. Yeah, Foggy. I, I've been, I I didn't know his name until right now. I just know him as Foggy. <laughs> he was also in the butterfly effect uh, butterfly effect oh, with uh, Ashton Kutcher. Remember that? Oh, movie? That movie was awful. It was. I kind of like it, but it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> and obviously when we recast Mighty Ducks two, uh, Undertaker is coming in as the other half of the Bash Brothers. <laughs> he should. <laughs> <laughs> Air guitar playing with the hockey stick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, if I were to to cast the second one here, I'm I'm totally going Roman Reigns for the other for the other Bash brother. It's yeah. <laughs> like that slick do, and like I just think the only thing I think about him is in Mighty Ducks three, and he like takes off his shirt while he's yeah. in the penalty box, and I'm like, yeah, that's Roman. That's Roman Reigns right there. Just, hey, baby girl. What's that? <laughs> Um, my my bash brother uh, is is a newer talent, uh, someone I find to be absolutely charming, even if I don't like 
totally know everything there is about him, but I think if you're going to have a Bash brother, you got to <laughs> have Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. right. is going to be my my uh, uh, Fulton here. <laughs> I'm still upset that they didn't use his NXT theme song. Yeah, so was he. <laughs> yeah, well, because it was him. Like that, it was yeah. him that wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. I love Keith Lee. I do love Keith Lee. But now it makes me want to like because I whenever I think of Keith Lee, I always think of on the indie scene. I always think of Jeff Cobb. As well, okay. so those two as the Bash Brothers would be really fun. But Jeff Cobb's not in uh, WWE right now. Sure, sure. Um, but ugh, you know, I am really drawing a blank for Fulton. Um, gosh, I cannot think of. So, uh, if you're going with Roman Reigns as your other Bash brother, you got to think of someone who has. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you're right. It should be John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah. yeah that actually that would work really well. Like, like, eh, I don't know how to skate. I'm gonna blow this up. Yeah. I married Renee. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Let's play Whatever. hockey. It's cool. Want to play some hockey? You want to go mountain biking? <laughs> I'm really into mountain biking. <laughs> uh, sidebar: If you haven't listened to Renee Paquette's podcast, worth every every minute of it. Oh. The first episode. There's a story about John Moxley just doing a bunch of cocaine and going to the library. So, oh <laughs> yes, so it's worth it. Uh, and sidebar. So, yeah, I'll go with uh, John Moxley, yeah. Dean Ambrose. That's a great idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, next on IMDb, I do have Goldberg. <laughs> oh. Go with Goldberg. <laughs> got Goldberg, right? Bill Goldberg plays Goldberg. I mean, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, can he can he be Santa as well? Like can he be yes, Santa? <laughs> yeah, Santa's sleigh, uh, Goldberg as Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and I I just want him to lose his soul in a curling match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a here's a good one, um, Averman. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off to you guys. I got to think on that one. I for, I didn't write any of this down either, Andy. Averman's kind of the wisecracking. Yep. Yeah, the one yeah. that's the sarcastic. It's the yeah. glasses on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is a sarcastic? Who's a sarcastic bastard in wrestling? Not many of them. No, no, none at all. CM Punk is going to be <laughs> my sarcastic bastard. Less Averman. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Mine, I'm going to go with a because Averman feels like the goofball of the team to me. Mm -hmm. Very sarcastic, doesn't take anything seriously. Um, and a guy I think that will fit that perfectly. Actually, I have two guys, and the, and the way I'm going to put it is they're going to kind of they're going to play Averman in every other scene, they're just going to switch out between the two guys. Edge and Christian are playing. Oh, this is good. This is a good choice. Yeah, complete yeah. with their. Edge and Christian glasses. That is yeah. a great choice. I actually, yeah. I, I agree. I like, uh, I like Christian mm -hmm. uh, in that role a little bit more than Edge. Uh, but that's that's a pretty good one. So I'm actually, I'm going to go the same route. Uh, if we're going loud mouths mm -hmm. uh, that kind of annoy everyone, and you just go, ah, oh, shut up, <laughs> the Miz. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a very good choice. 
That was a very good choice. Yeah, I, I want to move a little a little bit further because there aren't many uh, in the movie. I want to cast Connie so we get a little bit of female okay. blood in there. Okay. Uh, it, just so we get that. So it, Connie, who is played by Margaret Moreau yeah, from Wet Hot American uh, Summer, Wet Hot American fame. Summer yeah. uh, who also, would you have as as Mar- as Margaret Moreau, Connie? So I'm gonna do. I, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just jump out and do this one because in the film, her boyfriend is Guy, the, yep. the other guy. Guy is kind of a hippie. Yep. Which means that Guy is Daniel Bryan, which of course <laughs> means that Connie is Brie Bella. All right. All right. All right. I'll give you that one. I planned that one. I yeah. When we started this, that was like, oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan's a hippie. Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm trying to think. Okay, so Guy was kind of like, you know, just uh, cool with everything. Yeah. 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 Okay. He kind of faded mm-hmm. into the background, which yeah. is not where Daniel Bryan belongs, but mm-hmm. he's He's peaceful, man. See, uh, that's kind of how I cast my my Guy and Connie together too, because they're okay. the, they're a, a pair. They're the the couple of of the team. I went with for Guy. I went with a guy who can at least spark a little uh, personality into the character and give okay. him an actual character. Okay. I went with a guy who knows all about playing champions. I went with Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who did you have for Connie then? And then I went with uh, I was trying to think of who 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 of, of some of my favorite like on-screen wrestling couples. Mm-hmm. And one that I grew up with that I always really liked and and obviously as wrestling goes did not turn out the way uh, a 10-year-old Casey wanted to. Chris Jericho is is with Trish Stratus. Okay. So we have our two Canadians on uh, on the uh the ice rink there. Uh I think that there can I have a lot of Canadians in here. I have Edge and Christian in there too. That's a good one. I mean, we have to. It's a hockey movie. It's so, hockey. Yeah. yeah. Chris is. Jericho and Trish Stratus as uh, as Guy and Connie. Okay. Okay. Um, I will be. You know, when when this movie came out, my crush on Margaret Moreau was real, um, and or, still yeah. is. Yep. Still yeah. is. Because uh, the Wet Hot American Summer movie came out, I'm like, she hasn't aged like yeah. a bit. She looks like she was just the sh- Mighty Ducks. The show that came out like three years ago, she still looks like she did in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, okay, so I'm going to go the same route that Casey went with a wrestling couple. Not sure. a real couple, but a wrestling couple. Because I think of the guy with Guy in the same light. So I'm going, Guy is Edge. Okay. And Connie is Lita. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Who else do we have? I have two more on on here that I think are the main characters. I think it's it's, and I think these two go together too. Jesse and I don't know the other guy's name. Cake eater. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I've got three three people left. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's your other? Who's your third one? I have so I have Hans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adam Gates, cake eater. Okay. And then I've got Jesse as well. Okay. 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 Let's do Hans first, because I think that's the one that that Casey still needs to do. I do. Yeah. I need to think okay. of that one. You guys yeah. go ahead if you have one. Who do you got sure. for Hans? So this is going back to that mentor relationship. So for me, this is where I put the nature boy. 
Woo! Rick Flair. <laughs> uh, because he is a lifelong mentor to mentor to Triple H. Uh, so yeah, that's that's I where that fits for me. Nice. All right. So Hans, I just think of as uh, you know, a little bit of a like poke instigator, kind of like you know, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, yeah. but subtly, right? Sure. Subtle. Sure. I'm gonna go pretty old school on this one. Okay. Classy Freddy Blassie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Because then he comes out in the jersey and he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going classy Freddy Blassie for Hans. That's a good one. I like that one. I'm going to go with a little bit different. So if Coach Riley was the coach of Bombay, I'm going to say Hans was a former teammate. Okay. Of Coach Bombay. So they're the same age in this. Okay. Change okay. it up for our remake a little bit. So I have Ric Flair, Coach Bombay. Yet I'm gonna yeah. go with Dusty Rhodes <laughs> because yeah, I think yeah. he would have so much, fun, so much fun playing this character. Yeah, baby, this is right, Daddy. Dream, hard times, baby. Okay, okay. Him and him and Flair have chemistry. So let's let's do it. Let's show that on the screen, but in a fun way with those two. Sure. All right. So you got Aberman and who else? Uh, no, we've got Adam Gates, Cake Eater, and Jesse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Jesse. We've done, we've done oh, God. I, I got Jesse. I got Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Jesse, I, I'm going Big E. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to go with another New Day member. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Big E. Yeah. I'm going Xavier Woods. Okay. Okay. Are you going Kofi? I should no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm going with uh Booker T as my Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's kind of a he's a little little fiery. He's super into the like he feels like the the most into the team. Like the most okay. the, the the one that takes this hockey thing really seriously and I f- feel the same with Booker T. Obviously, yeah. he'll be King Booker in this too. Sure. Uh, so whenever he's playing hockey, he has a, a pinky out. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I got to put it out. There was a black by the logo. When in doubt, when in like doubt, a, pinky out. It looks like the guy. It looks like our guy is like a finger puppet for me right now. <laughs> Watch where you're pointing that finger, Charlie. <laughs> All right, cake eater, Adam Banks. Yeah. Who do you guys got, Casey? I went with uh, one that we've already mentioned. This guy feels like kind of the the preppy guy. No one likes. No one wants them to be a part of the team. But once you get to know him, he's not such a bad guy. So I'm going with reality TV star Mike the Miz Mizanin. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. All right. Uh, you know, my guy, you don't want to like him. You don't. Mm-hmm. You don't want to like him. But he is one of the best. You mm-hmm. just have to be able to see him. It's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's I a really good one. Fuck with him. <laughs> nice. All right. Whenever I think of Adam Banks, though, I think of like the young hotshot who's coming in from the outside. He's had a, He's been successful everywhere else, but nobody's heard of him. Finn Balor. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep, young hotshot guy, just uh, looking to prove himself. All he wants to do is wrestle yeah. or play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so, <good. laughs> 
we should have made made it a rule that we only did Canadian wrestlers. We should have, <laughs> because it's a Canadian, hockey movie. Canadian or Minnesota born wrestlers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and in one piece, which is actually thing, quite a bit of wrestling. Really <laughs> Flair's right out of Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing I forgot to mention when we were talking about things that have happened: uh, local talents, uh, top flight from uh, Minneapolis got signed to AEW. Yeah. So they, and they had a banger of a match with the Young Bucks. So I uh congratulations Dimitri Darius. I I I've worked with them. I know I posted a picture of me in the ring with them. I got to announce them in a couple of different shows. Um great kids. Yeah. Really great kids. Uh very happy for them. Super cool. So uh especially during this time to make this happen. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Uh very and they're, they've got the support of the Minnesota wrestling community too. I know, like the guy who trained them, Eric Cannon, like he bought their their first shirt on AEW AEW's website to help support them. Like, nice. yeah, I, I'm happy for those guys. So, uh, but that was fun. I, I really liked uh, recasting. <laughs> I think if we do that, we're gonna have to stick with like ensemble. I know we talked about maybe doing the Avengers someday, but uh you know well i think we'll try to find like oddball uh ensemble movies if we do it that way again like this just to give us a little bit of a challenge the um, usual suspects yeah oh <laughs> reservoir dogs right yeah. <laughs> that would be fun all right i uh, so the, we're going to wrap this up. We're coming up on that two and a half hour mark. And I think it's time for us to go to bed and make sure we're checking the news and make sure nobody died. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. uh, but as always, Casey, you, uh, you do enjoy your impress impressions, sir. And who do you got for us today? Oh, I, I will leave that up to you guys. I don't have anything. planned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, we did a wheel of talent. Just spin it and then have Casey have to do whoever's on there. We, we we could that'd be fun. Now I I I know I can do Drew Galloway or Drew McIntyre. <laughs> God, I need to stop watching indie shit and start remembering the WWE names. The chosen one. Yeah, uh, I could I could do something as Drew Drew McIntyre. You should do his, his uh, like something with with Highlander, just like uh, how oh. he would promote WrestleMania via Highlander. I'm gonna just look up Highlander quotes because now that you're putting me on the <laughs> on the spot, this is gonna happen here. Do you know Do you know what Highlander is, Charlie? I know what Highlander is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest movie. It's the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't remember it that well. It's better to burn than to fade away. Uh, <laughs> I'm Drew Galloway. Uh, you did it again. <laughs> what? It's McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> it's so much easier to do to say Galloway when in a Scottish accent. I'm Drew Galloway. I love professional wrestling. <laughs> When only a few of us are left, we we will feel an irresistible pull towards towards a faraway land to fight for the prize at WrestleMania. <laughs> there could be only one. 
There we go. I'm doing Highlander quotes, <laughs> but I got to hear Dusty. I got to hear Dusty Rhodes before the end of the day, before we close this out from Andy. Uh, Casey, what what should Andy do as Dusty Rhodes? What what foreign film would you like me to recommend as Dusty Ooh. Rhodes? Ooh. <laughs> Have you? Did we do Parasite last time? We did Parasite last time. Didn't we? Parasite. Yeah. Have I watched any foreign films hey. lately? Let me Dusty, Wait. can I can I hear your thoughts on uh, Train to Busan Peninsula? Oh, Jesus, Daddy! Now listen, I'm gonna tell you a little story, baby, about how much I like the original Train to Busan when all those zombies are running onto the train. They move so fast, but it's so sad. You know what happens in that film? It makes me cry, baby. You know what happens when you cry? When the tears run down from the side of your eyes, down your cheek. And sometimes, sometimes they find a way to get down into the corners of your mouth. And then you're licking the thought of your tears off your lips. I don't like when movies do that. They make me so sad, baby. So what I got to do as a, as a father myself, I know what it feels like to worry about the safety of your child. And they do that really well in Train to Busan. But let me tell you, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Busan Peninsula. That movie was garbage, baby. What a what a cheap shot shit of a sequel. <laughs> Man. Talk about being disappointed, baby. That would let me down more than Ric Flair lets me down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Andy, the one impression I'm going to put you on the spot for, because I think you could pull it off if you, between now and the next time we record, I'm going to make you do something as Conrad. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I, I, I think you could pull that off. <laughs> All right. I will I will listen intently, uh, which that's nothing different for me. I listen to those podcasts probably every night at bedtime. I'll put that on and fall asleep to the sweet, sweet sounds of Conrad Thompson. Yeah, I love Conrad. I really do. I, but sometimes I feel like he's just like he's like the friendliest southern salesman ever. Just, Hi, I'm Conrad Thompson. I'm here to sell you a home. <laughs> And that's like, he's just like, oh, have you ever, do you remember when you tried to buy yourself a home? Well, Conrad Thompson's homes are ready to be, be sold. <laughs> How about a hug? Should we have a hug, bud? Let's have a hug. Oh, all right. How are you? <laughs> Bruce Pritchard, I'm here to confuse you. How about a hug? <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh, my God. <laughs> Conrad, I don't want to buy a home. Not in not in Las Vegas or wherever you're at. <laughs> well, I, just oh, so you know, God. I'm certified in over 18 states. <laughs> <laughs> South Dakota, your mortgage rates are in the in the toilet. I, that's not even worth that's not even worth my commission. By the way, I'm certified in in Minnesota. <laughs> I will I will work on this Conrad Thompson impression. <laughs> I'll see you next time. 
Oh my God. That's awesome. Okay. Well, let's wrap this up guys. Uh, remember to check NAMI.com. If you are struggling in any way with your mental health, uh, find your comforts, have some fun, watch some wrestling, uh, boys. Thank you so much for joining me. I, I love our talks, uh, in our chat, but you know, getting to actually see your faces. I know we did this, uh, in person last time and due to the rising numbers, we decided not to do that. Uh, so hopefully, uh, in the future, we'll be getting together and to do this in, in person again. But thank you guys for joining me uh, and for the last and helping to entertain me for the last two and a half hours. And hopefully, we were able to entertain every anybody else who's watching for the last two and a half hours as well. You, the viewer, you guys, we're really excited to entertain you guys. Uh, you know, here and whatnot. <laughs> why? Why is and what? <laughs> it's been two and a half hours since I said that. So. I know it has. It's that's special. And my iced tea is out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much. Uh, we will we will hopefully see you in the month of February as well. But again, enjoy mm -hmm. some enjoy some wrestling in between, and we'll see you next month. Bye bye. bye. bye.